stop on this train will be It's up to you New York Swung on a hill there The deep center Fetch back, away back yeah. She is gone All right. Do you have a, uh, a signature intro that you usually do? We've been looking for a signature <laughs> intro. I've been doing every other podcast. I mean, I like you guys' sound effects. Huh? I like you the guys. Intro. Like You're like, oh, you're asking for me, like, my intro. Like, yeah, how do you have one? Me? Oh, no, do you have one in your podcast? No, like, we, have, we have the intro, like, music. Your sounds are great. Like, yeah. the subway, the, you like, like that? But you know, you know how, like, Joe Rogan has, like, the boom, boom and we're live. <laughs> No, I, don't <laughs> I mean, I can do shit. I can intro myself. <laughs> honor, but I don't have, I don't have a signature like sound. Because or... we do the intro, and then we, I, I've been testing out everybody else's. And last time I said boom, and we're live. I was like, can I do that? And they're like, no, I just definitely <laughs> copyright. Definitely can't, definitely can't do, do that. I mean, we're not competing with Joe Rogan. Have but six I'll, million. I'll something else. We'll like. have six million people on our fucking doorstep. <laughs> All right, is this recording? Or yeah, recording? I'm, I'm recording it right now. All right. Boom. <laughs> I was just told not to do that, but I'm going to do it anyway, whatever. So we got a very special episode here. Special guest, Keith McPherson. Want to introduce yourself, Keith? Yo, what's up? It's Keith McPherson, at Keith McPherson, uh, praying hands emoji, lightning bolt emoji, blessed Yankee fan, the last Yankee cave dweller. Um yeah, that's all I got. Jersey Shore stand up. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure to follow him and it's, it's just Keith McPherson on both Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, it's just my first and last name. I changed it a while ago because, like I said, I knew where all this stuff was going. <laughs> Might as well go with my government. Yeah. All right. Well, you got an episode here. We got a little, a little bit to talk about. There's always some Yankee news we can muster up, even though... It's in the dead of winter right now. It, the dead of winter, but 60-something degrees here in New York. Wild. I'm not complaining. I am not Wild. complaining. But I don't really care about global warming, honestly. I'm not one of those. So if it's going to be 65 degrees in the middle of January. I wouldn't say that. I would just say <laughs> yeah, if this is what it's going to be I like, I'm, I'm here people, for it. I'm just saying <laughs> well, if it's going to be 65 now. It's a good little tease for the spring. Yeah. <laughs> and as far as global warming is concerned, we'll be dead before it gets <laughs> yeah. too bad. Yeah. If it's already at this point, like... I'm cool with it as long as it's not. If it's if it was 80 degrees now, I'd be concerned. Yeah. Just then what the summer is going to be is like 100. Make sure you recycle that beer can. Yeah. There Do you your go. part. I'll try. <laughs> Forget about it, but I'll try. Uh, so why don't we go into the first thing? Just open up. Uh, what are you most excited for going into this year? We'll start with our guest Keith. Could be anything. Could be Billy's. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> I mean, I've tore Billy's up. Um, that's regular. But what I'm most excited about is having an ace at the top of this rotation. Uh, for the last few years, we've heard that the Yankees don't have the pitching to win it all. And those Yankee haters have been proven right. Now is a year where it's like, no, you can't say that at all. From top to bottom in this rotation, like we have enough pitching. We have, we have possibly the best rotation in baseball. I'm just excited to see Garrett Cole pitch every five days and what that's going to do for this team. Yeah, and, we, and we've said it before. Like It's kind of crazy that it went from 
absolute like not absolute worst but like middle of the pack pitching rotation to now in the conversation and i mean yankee bias aside i think it's the best converse best starting rotation in the league yeah but it's crazy that's even in that conversation coming from our weakness to now our possibly number one strength competing with our offense but <laughs> like honestly the best it might pitcher in baseball we'll can do, do that. that we'll do that for yeah. a team i mean garrett cole and there's obviously the argument, best pitcher in New York. All of our Mets fans like to mm-hmm. say DeGrom. And I'm not going to knock him because he's two-time Cy Young winner. Like, But honestly, it doesn't matter. Like, If he wants to be this much better than Cole, he can have it. We'll that's irrelevant. Next, <laughs> next couple of World Series. You Mets fans can hold on to whatever you have. And if that's what you got, man, hold it. We're going to see real <laughs> soon. We're going to see. Um, what are you most I, excited for? I would say that I, know that I know that last year we were really hoping to go – a long way possibly to road series but i think especially Naturally. this year after all the transactions like i'm so excited to be in this win now mentality throughout the entire season from pitch one to the last pitch like the like i just feel like the stadium is gonna be so much more electric which is gonna it was just saying a lot because we went to some crazy ass games last year but because we're in this we everyone's in the mindset that we're gonna win like I just, I'm just so much more excited for every I mean, It's a game. known thing. Like, yeah, everybody knows. Even like the analysts on MLB Network and all that, they're saying like it's the Yankees by a mile, and it's kind of concerning to hear that because I almost <laughs> like now there's a target on our back for every, in like everybody's mind. That I mean, I'm I'm not nervous now because I think we still got it. But at the end of the day, it's still baseball. And yeah, we're the, we're Nats, the favorites, but we yeah. were the favorites last year. Like yeah, early on, you're, yeah. You're Yank, you guys are Yankee fans. We walk into every season like, yo, we're gonna win the fucking World Series. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> it's yeah. a crazy thing. And but the thing is that teams like the Nats can just go on a run with Ryan Zimmerman, the oldest. Yeah, te- they were literally the oldest team in the MLB, and they just go on some random run. Team of destiny. That was cool to watch. That was cool to watch. I was about to say that. That's great for the game. That was yeah. awesome to watch and. With uh, the cheating scandal coming out, it took a team of destiny to knock off the Astros. Could you imagine if the Astros won another World Series this year and that team of destiny didn't stop yeah. them? Like it'd be a whole different game right yeah. now for us. So yeah, yeah, it's it's great. It's great for baseball. Great for the sport. Um, I love that in baseball, a team can rise like that. In the past few years, we've seen teams like the Royals win their first one. We've that seen the sick. Cubs win their first one they in were a long fun time. Team to watch. We've seen the, the Astros right. get their first one, mm-hmm. and now the Nationals. So it's like. One of those dark horses will arise, yeah. but yeah. Uh, man, it's been over ten years for us. Yeah, um, even going to one. Everyone alone, knows it, one. right? Everyone knows <laughs> and it, and that the came out of nowhere. Knew it, and uh, we had to we had to ante up to get Cole. So now it's yeah. like, hey, we're the favorites, and we want to be the favorites. Target on our back or whatever. Let's get it. Yeah. I mean, that that was funny too because the Yankees do that all the time. Because I remember I was listening to the John Boy thing with uh, Phil Hughes, yeah. and Phil Hughes was saying in '09, like or the year before '09, '08, they were like they didn't make it to the World Series, whatever, and they were like, double down, let's sign everybody so that that doesn't happen again. That's what we did now, spending 300 Baseball is a beautiful thing. It's a business. When you're a Yankee fan, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah, and the Yankee bias, but it's a beautiful thing. It's a business, and when you have the money to go get these players, like us as Yankee fans, we know that every offseason, it's – possible that's why our fans are so spoiled they're like give, give us manny machado i mean and yeah. give us bryce harper because we have the bankroll to do it and uh just to see us do it this year this was the one year that like it fit a need obviously we needed we needed yeah. an ace we had the money to do it and the way last year ended it was like the yankees will do this yeah. um 
It was just a matter of what the numbers were going to be. And we already knew it's it's storybook, man. This dude, this dude is, I've been here. I've always been here. He's a Yankee fan. Bring him home. And all of the other fans say like, or like our friend, Matt, I always reference Matt. He's a huge diehard Red Sox fan. Yeah. They always say like, oh, that was the cheesiest thing I've ever seen. Like, I don't give a fuck. Yo, that fired me up. How else do you want him to come in? He had the sign. Everybody knew it. Cheesy to who? It was a cheesy to me. I loved that. Dude, I, I was choked up a little bit. I that was, was ready to run through a wall. Press, yo, that was the <laughs> best. Um, that was the best off-season signing press conference I think I ever saw, and I felt yeah. that way. And then later heard Michael K say the same thing, and I'm yeah. like, okay, that wasn't it. Wasn't so, just <laughs> <me>. <laughs> it wasn't just me. But and you know, that's what he was dreaming about when he was 11 to be able to do that exact makes, thing when he gets signed. Like, it's sick. And it's it's, it's almost like you saw his girlfriend, and she was like. His wife. Really, his wife, wife now. Yeah, wife, sorry. <laughs> his wife. And she was like, def- she gave him the look like, that's, you're really going to do that? You're going to bring it out? And he was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to bring it out. Like, that's my thing. Everybody knows it. But like, she's not supposed to fully get that. She wasn't yeah. a little girl playing baseball. He talked about coming home. He's in California. He's coming home after school to watch the Yankees play at 405. Yeah. That says yeah. something too. That's crazy. He's getting his homies together to watch the Yankees play growing up. This is in him. Yeah. His dad was in New York, and that's why he became a Yankee fan. This this shit is storybook. Yeah, he's he's trying to come to New York and bring us back a World Series, and we're all with the shits. I'm yeah, and honestly, no one knows how that feels. Like growing up watching the Yankee, <laughs> no, but growing up what, being like being Yankee fan your whole life, then like one actually in, being the star of no, New York, I I one in one in five, yeah, million. yeah. like one, how five hundred million. No one gets how that feels besides him. Yeah, and, and I have chills. Even, and I have chills thinking about. It. I can't like. Yeah. I don't know. And we're sitting here on this couch right here. We watching the game. We're like, yo, let's just go watch Garrett Cole. Imagine somebody said, yo, let's watch Luke Rella go out there and throw. <laughs> the day. I'd be like, yo, okay, I'm down That'd with that. That's my boy. I'm assuming you guys played baseball growing yeah, up. Yeah. I'm assuming you fell in love with the game as a kid, and that's the thing about baseball. It's so tied to like the nostalgia of when yeah. you first started collecting baseball cards. When mm-hmm. you first started playing MLB the show when you first started watching games (laughs) and like (laughs) seeing yourself like step into a batter's box and for Garrett Cole it's stepping on the mound in game seven of the World Series in Yankee Stadium in the Bronx where he's been a fan of come on yo the story's right itself his some other little kids gonna be holding up a sign he's gonna see it he's gonna cry that's what I love that's what I love the most when I was watching that I was like he is inspiring a young generation of Yankee fans right now yeah. and the next crop of Yankee players that I'm going to be 50 watching. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. 50 That's man. Fun. Like, well, he's Garrett Cole fired up. <laughs> <laughs> these these are dirty. Thank God. That's crazy. <laughs> Speaking of kids that are fucking young, I, I mean, we all talk about Jason Dominguez. I'm down for him coming up. Bro. <laughs> bro, I just Twitter. Did you see his Twitter? Yeah. If you guys dude. are listening, go follow him on Twitter. I'm not exactly sure. I think it's something like, you know, Jace, Jason. Jason with player two ever. Uh, the Mars <laughs> guy. He, he posted a picture where, like, this wasn't really him. He posted a picture. <laughs> him with like smelling his glove and i'm like yep martian confirmed and now <laughs> they're already on it. it it's the digital age yeah show us we like want to see him working out and now he's gonna have like fucking 28 dude, tomorrow he's 16 he's a grown-ass man dude he was... i kind of feel a little weird fangirling out so I hard don't. about him but i, know, I don't i'm don't. twice his age but at I the don't. same time i don't care <laughs> I don't. at all <laughs> i don't I've, I've been rocking this way before he was born I i'll rock this way when he <laughs> plays for us and retires like i'm just saying i i said it at first like oh maybe i'm a it's a little weird but then it's like no nah, i don't have you care. ever seen Kids the movie um pelotero no so the miguel sano story is is uh pelotero gary sanchez is mentioned in it and it basically shows um these kids in the dominican republic and how they come up and like 
the whole process of like them turning 16 and being able to sign with a major league team and how many of them are trying to get out of DR through baseball and also how the Yankees have the most money and everybody. There's a part in in the, in the movie where they said there's two players coming out of this class, Miguel Sano and Gary Sanchez and Gary Sanchez is done because he's already signed with the Yankees. This like this Jason Dominguez Martian he might come up too. and be Juan Soto. I'm he down. Might come, you know, <laughs> of course, I'm super down, especially with Aaron Hicks in center field, and they're projecting yeah. him to play center field. That's Aaron why. Hicks can't stay healthy, and I I love the Hicks. I'm I'm hashtag Hicks Hive. I love on Hicks on Twitter for sure. Uh, Joe Hicks, his brother, I kick it with. Have had the pleasure of being around them. Like I love Aaron Hicks, but I'm already thinking into the future. This kid in four years. Maybe saying, sooner, maybe three, could be now. up here stepping into center field if Aaron Hicks isn't healthy. And it's like, whoa, judge. I don't even want to go. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Dude, he's born in 2003. So when do we yeah. think? Let's, My little brother's just, a sophomore in high school. He was born in 2003. I, I mean, the hype is real. And um, when I watch this kid swing and I see, I see just his build. He's a, he's um, a house. So it's a like, brick shit house. If he looks like this at 16, he's he's gonna be he's gonna look like a pro like at 19. That's before like pro training like, trainers being around him all the time. He's being... just naturally got the physique and a, a beautiful swing, and he knows it. Like I said, he's on Twitter. They're starting to build up a following for him, and uh, <laughs> depending on what this Yankee team looks like, you want him to play with Judge. You want him to play with Garrett Cole. You want him to play with Glaber Torres. Mm-hmm. You want him to be in this next window in the next. 10 years, five to 10 years. Yeah. I don't want to say they're going to rush him, but they're definitely not going to, they're definitely not going to protect him or keep him. him down because like if he's mashing and he's tearing up every level he goes through, send him. Who's our center fielder? Brett Gardner. Don't like, you know, don't bank this on Brett Gardner past this year. year. He probably yeah. still won't. He'll do fine. this. Aaron year. Hicks, Tommy John surgery. When he yeah, gets back, though. I hope he's ready to rock better than ever. I hope his arm is better than it's ever been. And I hope, you know, he's ready to go, but you can't bank on him. He signed a, a deal with us last year to lock him years? up for, for the future. But um, if Dominguez is ready to rock, man, that's the center fielder of the future. Yeah, and we rather it's... see him play with Gary. We rather see him him play with Miggy. We rather see him play with, you know, Giancarlo Stanton before yeah. these contracts and time, you know, is up. That'd be unbelievable. It's got to be stopping the avocados down there. I don't know. Yeah, we haven't even <laughs> talked about that. I meant to talk about that. He has some kind of avocado obsession. He's a guac guy. Yeah. <laughs> he knows he's got cash. He's like he's extra guac. It. it won't he, matter if it's extra. He, but... he put our like we like mentioned him in our story, and he like reposted it because we put a bunch of avocados. With the in avocado, him. Yeah. Emoji. yeah, yeah. That's how you funny. get to him. It was bad. Like funny. Yeah, he's like, posted it twice. Yeah, and actually, I tagged him again yesterday. Just because he's done it almost every time we tag him, yeah. so I was like, "All right, let's just get a little more." <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we tag him, and he's, he's young. young. He's sixteen. Yeah, yeah, I know you were sixteen why... in the one hundred sixty-first Street pod. Hit yeah. you up, yeah. Like, Yo. <laughs> why, well, we talked to him. I was like, "All right, well, it kind of makes sense that he would do something like that because he's sixteen years old." Yeah. If I was sixteen and somebody hit me up and was like, "Yo, you're gonna be a in God New York in City. MLB, yeah. I love you." <laughs> I'm gonna post it on my story too. I can show everybody in my town. Like I'm, I'm a God. Yeah. But I tag- I tagged him yesterday because he posted some uh, BP session. He had a fucking nuke to left field and just started spinning. I was like, the one where he like spun out of the box. Yeah, that was that yeah. one was a bomb. But I tagged him. He just responded. He DM'd us back just a bunch of avocados. <laughs> Can we talk about this for a second? I don't I don't get it. I don't. I don't um, There's something think... behind it that I'm missing. I don't know. <clears throat> 
He's a guac guy. I said he's got cash. Extra like guac, guac please. Too. Maybe they got banging avocados down there. And, I think we need to start. And it's just branding, it. right? It's like you guys call me the Martian, but really I'm I'm, I'm the guac, guac man. Yeah. <laughs> he calls it he calls it like hashtag team guacate, which I'm sure is something in yeah. Spanish or something. We'll, we'll, we'll make t-shirts. We'll make t-shirts. Make, that'll be a fire t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. We'll get on but after this. That's exactly what's gonna happen. Yeah. He's gonna come up and it's gonna be guac day and at the stadium everyone's ordering <laughs> chips and guac and they got guac t-shirts they made the judges like, chamber yeah so why exactly why not make that's, a how goes, man. that's how it goes that's, that's, that's how it goes bar. that's uh, making baseball cool again that's fun yeah, yeah, I like the guac circle i want to know what the name is going to be i'm with it right all i want to know what the name on the back of his players weekend jersey he's going to have some kind of avocado name and i just want to know what it's going to be the avocado emoji yeah, that could be. That could be true. That or that would be, be his number. Instead of the number, no, it's gonna be gonna the, it's gonna be the Martian. But like, that'll be that, and then his number will be just an avocado. Uh, All right, this is enough. stupid <laughs> <laughs> by the minute. But it's funny you mentioned uh, about like good for the game. Yeah, we're flip the script a little bit here, not to be like talk down about it, but the MLB kind of has a big decision on their hands, and we have noticed that. They said like the Houston Astros are gonna. They said possibly the harshest punishment ever in sports, let alone baseball, is gonna about to be come down on the Astros. Yeah. And Jeff Passan said that it was coming within the next two weeks. So gotta hear. I mean, we can sit here all day and guess what they're gonna be punished with. But I think it's really crazy that like they have a really tough decision on their hands with that because this decision that they're about to make sets the precedent for everybody else. And if it's not harsh enough, then I want the Yankees to be cheating too because it's like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Not actually, but like it could ruin the game if... Well, that's why everyone did steroids because the harshest punishment was just a fine and like right. a suspension. I'm if it's not yeah. harsh enough, you know? then everybody's going to do it. And I yeah. feel like the whole league is on notice waiting for this punishment. And if it's not harsh enough, everybody's going to find different ways to cheat. So and, what, what I'll say about it is this. This is uh, Rob Manfred's era. Bud Selig had to deal with the steroid era uh-huh. rob thing. manfred has the chance to make or break his time as mlb commissioner and what people will remember him for with this the red sox got caught with the apple watch thing and we were also involved in that but more so the red sox and they got hit with some kind of penalty punishment and they were told hey if any technology is used or any cheating of this kind is found within your organization again we're going to come down even more on you. It's going to be more harsh the second time around. They Obviously still did not it. not harsh enough. They yeah, still that's did my it. point. Now, that's... we just found out last week that they used a replay room to mm-hmm. cheat. So it's like, wow, they went from Apple Watches to that yeah. in the year that they won the World Series. Okay, yeah. Alex Cora. Alex Cora is the manager, first-year manager the year they won that World Series. Where did he come from? The Astros, the Astros bench coach the year before. Boom, we hear about the garbage can banging with the Astros. Watching those videos, the video that when, when John Boy put that video out and then Michael K was on uh, the Michael K show and broke that news, I was blown away. Yeah, the, we've the, never seen anything like that. The, the way that they did it was so ridiculous for Major League <laughs> Baseball. They banged on a trash can. They set up a camera to relay this message. Like That's like... That's like- 
like caveman. Like that's like whose idea was so that? So barbaric like, and so have, abrasive they, they that like, this, like that's technology. not even smooth about it. Yeah. If you're gonna cheat on a test in college, are you gonna literally I've like write? Are you, gonna, are you gonna write on your arm the answers or on your forehead? That's what they were doing. Or like put it under the brim of your hat or like inside your water bottle label or like something like that. Yo, like, I can or just. Or are you gonna have your boy on the other side of the room yell, "Yo, the answer is this." That's what they did. Yo, I can just I can just imagine them like in that little room with a trash can and just like looking at it, just like, what are we gonna use? And it's just and like just, fuck <laughs> it, trash can. Like, we're gonna use Morse code. Yeah. <laughs> two two bumps, change up. Yeah. One bump fastball. Yeah. Like, Simple that, as that. You know, Genius. The higher ups literally looked at it and were like, Yeah, this yeah, will work. Because they're caught. crooked, man, and they're crooks and they have to pay for this. And that's why I'm saying Rob Manfred has the ability to cripple their organization. And set precedent throughout the rest of Major League Baseball to the other 29 teams that this can't go on anymore. We get it that, okay, technology changes everything in this world. Technology has changed. Mm -hmm. We're on a podcast right now that people were not doing this five years ago because yeah. the technology was not – well, it was there, but it wasn't, was um, it. Yeah. It wasn't widely recognized yeah. as being there. In Major League Baseball, it's either, like you said, right, everyone should be doing it. Where they say, hey, use the technology. You guys can do whatever you want. And other teams got to know, hey, everyone is cheating. You guys can steal signs yeah. and cheat, which they're not going to do that because that ruins the integrity of the sport. So <laughs> since the, integrity of the sport is already lost, you have to punish the Astros in a way that's going to cripple their organization for years to come where they're not competitive or everyone's going to keep doing it. And so mm -hmm. far, what I'm reading about these suspensions and fines, that's not enough. That's not enough. Everybody, We ask everybody like that follows us and anybody we talk to, like, hey, what do you think? could they could do that is hard enough and i think the only thing that i can think of is banishing certain people for life and i think alex core is the first person at, that I'm yeah, at least one life ban because that actually i think is one thing that will deter people from cheating. i'm the only idea here with the punishment is some what will deter other teams from cheating because this is the point like if they don't deter people from cheating, it ruins the game forever. Like everyone's gonna cheat. Technology's gonna get better. Yeah. I've heard that they had like buzzers on them after the banging. Yeah, was that was ridiculous. Out. That's ridiculous. I hope but that, that could wasn't be happening on every team. We don't know. That's why I'm saying if the punishment isn't if you're gonna get caught, you're gonna be banned for life and much more. That's the only thing that I can It's see. put a black eye on the league where these guys should almost be marked with like a scarlet letter. These guys that are that are involved have to forever be marked. Like Pete Rose. From Ludlow. <laughs> yes, perfect. Yeah. So Pete Rose is banned for life for gambling on the game. This is arguably worse. We all gamble on the game. Yeah, Everybody has a DraftKings app. Mm -hmm. There's players that are yeah. probably through someone else gambling on baseball, but now it's like sports gambling has come so far. Because <laughs> right. the bookie of all <laughs> When I was in college, I knew a bunch of bookies. I, I played that game. Pete Rose is banned for life, and he's marked, and he's he's one of the greatest players we ever saw, but he's never going to get in the Hall of Fame because of that. Mark, and mark some of these guys. And he was the example. He was the example was everyone, the example. everyone remembers. The, the fact <clears throat> that he was the example, and he's still living, and he's not going to get in um, the Hall of Fame, but what he did did not affect the integrity of the sport. It didn't affect the fans. It affected his it didn't, pocket. It, did, it. <laughs> it didn't affect other players. I said, on, I said on another podcast, imagine if you were a major league pitcher that got to come up uh, your first time to come up to major leagues. You had to face the Astros and you got to face Springer, Bregman, Altuve, Correa. They're already the best hitters in the world and they know what's coming. That's the thing and, too. and you step on the mound and you get shelled. <laughs> and, and, so now, and then they send you down on the yeah. bus the next day and you never. That was your one shot. Yeah. 
That's criminal, man. I want to sue. Criminal. That, that was is my criminal. career. That was my one Talking shot. About suing. We'll get yeah. into that we're going, later. We're going to court. <laughs> that guy who yeah. sued. Yeah. <laughs> Derek Jeter. We'll we're, talk about that we're later. We're going to court, but... and uh, I want I want some serious get back. I need some cash yeah. for that because that took money man. out of my pocket, my family's pocket. Uh, I've been working my whole life. To yeah. Really get and they cheated against me, and I was, I was graded unfairly. And that was my one shot to fucking take that next step in my career. The thing, too, is, though, they're already like all stars. They're already some of the best yeah. players, and each one of them their lineup is ridiculous. can do an MV. They could be in the MVP race alone. Yeah. Bregman, Old Correa, uh, Springer this year. Like all of these guys are already even won. the best. Yeah. Even Guriel. Then you put Michael Brandy in, in that too. lineup. Like, Altuve, Garrett yeah. Cole, Verlander. Like I, I mean, that's pitching aspect. But aspect. yeah, still all pro guys. Um, that team is ridiculous. On top of that, right? They're already scary. What What I love is Raw. that they put out the splits. Altuve at yeah. home was hitting like 400, <laughs> and but on one, the road he was hitting mm-hmm. like, like 170 yeah. or something. I'm like, that was this dude wild, ain't even average dude. without the cheating part. The craziest dude. one was, I think it was Brian McCann. I think he was hitting like three something, and then he was hitting like .067 at away. And I think those are the ones that, and the Beltron too, because Beltron oh, was course. a player back then too. I think those are the people that were like more pushing for this because they're the older players they need that, that, edge. Need that edge they really yeah. need that so edge. like beltron who's now a coach now too who was i wouldn't even put the mets as a rival but like it's funny to see i put out a gift before of just the guy pumping out the chair and he's like watching all of our rivals <laughs> just waiting for their punishments to come and it's the mets socks it's and a the yankee Astros. fan's dream there's no yeah, way dude. this all goes the way it should go uh <laughs> with beltron get- with beltron remember when it came out this past year that he, um he tried to help paxton Saying that Paxton was tipping, tipping his pitches. pitches. How would you know? <laughs> Obviously, and, and then footage. people were talking about fire Larry Rothschild. Larry should be the one that. Well, Larry doesn't have a camera. <laughs> He's old school, man. And Larry, exactly. Larry is old school. Where like these guys are coming up with new school technology to to cheat and to see things that Larry can't see. That's not on yeah. Larry. It's wild, bro. Dude, I can't that wait for it to come down. They say they're saying by the end of this month we should know. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be enough. As a Yankee fan, even as a baseball fan, I think it's gonna be something where we're like. Nah, that that's not enough. Yeah, well, that yeah. was the scary thing for me though, because I think that's a big deal. If it's not enough, and I, and like that ruins baseball because then now next year every manager, every GM is waiting to see if it's enough, and then they're gonna implement their cheating style next. This season. This goes like, deep. It's running into the scouts talking about it. Yeah. They said they have like Wall Street guys and like Harvard analytics guys <laughs> that are like literally scheming to cheat like this. Everyone's gonna hire this these guys. This could ruin baseball. Is why it why, is, the and they're trying to, and they're trying to, they're trying to grow the game. They're saying baseball is struggling. Well, yeah, there's a black eye on the sport. If someone is not a fan of baseball and they come into baseball right now and they're like, "Wait, this team won the World Series because they knew what was coming," and then they go watch a game, it, it, it creates some skepticism where it's like, "Wait, this guy just hit a home run, but did he know that that was going to be a fastball, mm-hmm. or is he just that good?" Or is he that good? And he knows what's going on. Right, or is it a combination of both? Most of the time it is. Yeah, but and it's crazy too because in, on top of growing the game, you see guys like Trevor Bauer who are outspoken about it and they're saying like it's a combination of that, the cheating stuff, yeah. and then the announcers are just oh, shitting man. on the game and they're always trying to fix it. One of it. the worst things to happen to the viewing experience in baseball is the strike zone. Yeah, because mm. now we're all umpires. Because everybody's an umpire, <laughs> and, and then the, the announcers are joining in, 
And I don't even want to go down the umpire road because yeah. we we're Yankee fans. Little we watch Guardy all season, go back and forth with them. But yeah, I love, there, I love that. There's some things that have to change in Major League Baseball. Yeah. I think Robert Manfred has a huge opportunity. Don't mess this up, MLB. So yeah. if we could go around the room, if you have one punishment that you could give to them, I know it's tough to answer it's this, tough. but I my answer would be at the very least banishing the coaches involved, like people like Alex Cora and stuff. AJ and then Hinge. AJ Hinge. And then that's that's a lot. Like that's a lot because everybody who would be involved in the next cheating scandal will not want to be involved. They're like, ah, I don't want to do that. I don't want to get banished. Yeah. And then also players like the people on that team, they become like the steroid era players and like Pete Rose. Like you can't get in the Hall of Fame. You can't do you're you have an asterisk next to your name until the steroid users get in like Mark right. McGuire and then like they're mm-hmm. not getting the Hall of Fame. We don't have like a goat in baseball because of the steroids using like Barry Bonds is probably the goat of baseball, but he always has that asterisk. So I feel like they should be treated the same way. You're 100 percent correct. It's just a modern day scandal in the League of Shadows. This is the current shadow over the league. And um, I mean, if, if it was my vote, I would make sure Hinch was gone. When I saw him, I think when they clinched to go to the postseason and he was talking about all the individual accolades these guys had. Jordan Alvarez, Rookie of the Year, Bregman, MVP. We got a couple Cy Young guys. And then oh, when the he end, got on the, the podium, game, yeah. yeah. And then, then they do the champagne. And then when he got on the podium in the ALCS and said, <laughs> if, <laughs> if whistling got to the Yankees, we would have uh, practiced this in training. Sucker. That Smug. was annoying. Like, get him all the way out of baseball. This dude should get an Academy Award for all the acting that he did, yeah. knowing they were cheating. That was ridiculous. I, it's funny that in hindsight, now looking back, yeah, at that, it's like yeah. I watched all of those live as they were happening. I think I watched them on Facebook Live, and I'm like, these cocky mother. Then when when you learn they're cheating, it's like, yo, whoa, they're foul. I mean, it's not even like it fooled me because I I didn't expect somebody to be cheating like this. I'm just no, now but we knew that shocked. we knew that they were sign stealing. We always knew that yeah, the Astros, but, sign were, but a part not of to this in, extent. Yeah, a guy on second base could steal signs. Yeah. Obviously, it's frowned upon. The, but the pitcher the, has control. The over rumors that and whispers had been going around the league. Yeah, people knew, but the video—that's why the Astro fans hate John Boy so much. Because he mm-hmm. exposed them. Someone yeah. sent John Boy that video, the Danny Farquhar video. Um, the guy picked the pitcher for the White Sox, and he was on it fast. John Boy works very fast with that stuff. And once he put it out there for the world to see, one bang, this, two bangs. It's what? clear. It's, it's so clear. And the consistency of it and how every, single time, every single time it was the same thing. They did it against the Mets. They did yeah. it against the Cubs. It's like, yo, we have multiple different teams that they did this. And then you have it's Mike Fires come out and literally say, like, hey. Right. Like, yeah, I knew of so it. That- I was on the team. With um, all of the video evidence, it's like they did it. We know that we know they well, did it. And, and then yeah. Correa to come out recently, like last week, I said it on Pinstripe Strong, um, Joe's McFly's podcast. He was like, "Yeah, well, it doesn't take away from that championship we won because we worked really hard." Fuck <laughs> off, Correa. Correa that came out Correa. in an interview. Yeah, I heard he that said too. We worked really hard, so it doesn't take away from it. And he says, "You know, it's unfortunate that someone would come out and say that because we were supposed to be a family. We were supposed to be a team, bro. He plays for the Oakland Athletics." He doesn't give a he fuck about you. <laughs> Look, you see his beard that he has nowadays? He doesn't he, give a fuck about anything. He, he grew <laughs> a monkey fucking... tail beard around his face. That dude is he snitching. He cares about your secrets. And thank God he did. Thank God that all came out. Yeah. I mean, th- that's the thing, too. I don't want to talk about that for too long, but that's the thing, too. Like, you had to believe one person <laughs> leaves the team is eventually going to say it. So that all ties, and this actually comes full circle, because they knew they were 
they were going, they were cheating like this. Yeah. They knew they were eventually going to get caught because somebody was gonna say something when they leave, and they still did it because they knew the punishment. But they hoisted be that enough. trophy, and that's all they, that mattered. They didn't have any NDAs out there. Fucking they right. didn't think the they punishment can't would be put enough. It like yeah, that. They, yeah, they, they couldn't. You know, it's, it's about winning, and the, and the money that comes with winning, and their corny ass fan yeah. base that still <laughs> reps that one trophy, and their organization is so criminal. They made their hashtag, hashtag take it back. <laughs> Once the Red Sox won the World <laughs> Series cheating, the year after they won the World <laughs> Series cheating, we got to cheat harder. Take it back. Well, Yo, I hate we, that. That, that's so, it was funny that they used that hashtag because take it back was their, their calling, their cry, the world cry, whatever you want to call it. And yeah. then everyone, now the viral hashtag goes back at them. It's like take it back. Yeah, take, take back that trophy back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Crooks. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, actually, going off that, so the, Ash, the, uh, what's, the Red Sox, like I think the cheating scandal with them is it's not nearly in the same ballpark. Like they no. obviously they weren't like I saw the CC video where he was like with like LeBron and all of them and that I'm sure you guys saw that video too. Hilarious. Yeah, and he was saying like they were streaming signs, they weren't stealing signs. So, stream the yeah. dream, not the dream team, yeah. the stream <laughs> yeah. team. They were streaming signs. <laughs> That's a different story. They are in a. It's like a lot of people are asking like, should the Red Sox be? treated the same way in terms of their cheating scandal not at all like i think no but um, they should get harsh treatment because this is strike again. two yeah exactly you were told not to do this we talked about this last night on joe's mcfly's podcast so i feel like i'm saying the same stuff but um it's like a kid right when you when when you're the oldest kid in the family and you do something wrong and all your younger siblings see you get caught doing that they you say you you um you, you got caught stealing out of a store and your parents like discipline you and they say if you ever get caught doing this again, it's supposed to like strike the fear of God into you yeah. and everybody else in the house. <laughs> That's Major League Baseball and the Red Sox. The yeah. Red Sox got caught stealing again. I think either way, the punishment just well, the <sighs> team is just consistent because <clears throat> they, not consistent with the same punishment, but with respects to the punishment Alex versus Cora, what they're you're doing. Gone. You know, Alex Cora because he, like, he's that hand both I mean, of that's them. Number one, that's he's that hand both of them. If that technically, happen, then I don't want to see your yeah, face. Ever whatever again. else they do isn't enough. He needs yeah. to be the first thing gone from Major League Baseball. I think that's it. Yeah, it makes me sick because I actually on Twitter and podcast gave them a lot of credit last year, the Red Sox two years ago when they won the World Series because I said, man, these guys do everything right. They get yeah. guys mm -hmm. up. They get guys on base. They get guys in. They don't live or die by the home run. They're like Whether the, it's the a slap Royals. single, like the if they got a bunt, they make plays. They, you know, I'm like, they play good baseball, good solid baseball. And their whole it, and the whole team's put together based on analytics too. You know, it's like they're doing they it, on paper they're doing everything the right it way. It makes me you know? sick to know that like you built the team based off analytics and then you use the technology to even enhance yeah. this team even more. Yeah. As someone that grew up watching baseball. And seeing kind of that old style of baseball go away, the small ball and, yeah. you know, the way that baseball is supposed to be that. played and that traditional baseball yeah. that the old men right now are watching yeah. baseball and they <laughs> hate it. When I see a team like the Red Sox have the analytically built team and then the edge of technology to cheat to win a World Series and I already fucking hate these guys, <laughs> it makes me sick. It makes me sick. Yeah. All right, that's enough ranting out of us about the cheating. Well, obviously we have no say in what happens and how they get punished, but let us know your thoughts. And we we'll, all we'll we get all get a discussion know, going. I mean, we can all just fucking guess what's gonna happen. But at the end of the day, I just hope that something harsh enough to stop it from happening going forward. 
So after that, moving on to the next topics, we've ranted it enough. Uh, so the guy, what's his name? Garrison Lasseter. <laughs> so he sued the Yankees for $34 million. Oh and how did he get that number? He got the number because his player comp, his he called himself Corey Seager. And that's how much Corey Seager makes. So, that is how much, so that's how much he sued the Yankees for because that's how much that's how he thought he would be right now. So his whole theory behind why he thinks the Yankees just like well Derek Jeter specifically. Jer, well, that was the thing. They yeah, thought, they thought Derek, they thought Derek Jeter. They, well, they they Yo. thought of Derek Jeter as the golden child because he was, and they his argument is that he. Like they wouldn't give him a fair shot because I mean, do you guys know exactly what happened? Yeah, it's, I don't even know what's no, going I on. No, I do. Yeah. I read the article, and basically they were saying that Jeter ran the organization. They bowed, they bad mouthed him to other teams. They kept him down. They said he got paid six hundred eighty-five thousand dollars. That was his first check from the Yankees, and then he never really got a fair shot at it because Jeter was running the organization. It's all bullshit. I don't know how it even a made court and then made news. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because it's funny. That's why it made news. But yeah, because it's it, it is hilarious. And what I say about this Garrison Lasseter kid, he is the <laughs> like millennial. Sucks. Yeah, first That's of all, awful name. dumb name. Like on the uh, Michael K show, like what a dumb name. Um, Garrison Garrison Lasseter is the millennial um, <laughs> failed athlete. Yeah. yeah it's like a, it's what, a Game what, of Thrones name right there. I sued my high school coach for not yeah, helping me out. For <laughs> one game Why we I didn't go to college, make it. Yeah. <laughs> we need some accountability. That's when they say, like, millennials don't want to work. Millennials don't want to be accountable. Millennials expect everything to be given to him. This guy also, I think he sued the Reds, and then he also, like, went after Ricky Prohl. Who <laughs> ran his gym in New Jersey or something that no he worked out he at? After. He sued the NBA too for the career they didn't have because he also was good at football and he basketball. Was good at basketball. If he sued the NFL in some way. <laughs> he, he, he actually sued the NBA. I don't know. I don't know if it's specifically one team or just the NBA. He sued him five point six million because that was how much some particular player made. He he's big no, on he's the just comps. bored. Yo, wait, wait. I mean, I know he represented himself, but where is he getting all this money to like? That's a, yeah. You can't just take things to court. That's six hundred thousand dollars he got from the yeah, Yankees. That's why he smoked all your money. He, said he was like, oh yeah, because you used the rest of that six hundred eighty-five thousand to go to court. When they say shoot your shot, that's not what they mean. That's not yeah. what they mean at all. It's not what they mean. Like, and we we. Currently, we, we just graduated college, and our landlord is a he's a slumlord back at the college housing. They yeah. he just steals our security deposit. Yeah, we don't have the money to take him to court, so we stopped. He called our bluff. We sent a letter from the lawyer. That was it. Yeah. this guy's just going and doing it. <laughs> like he's got to be spending money yeah. on this. Yo, I would love to meet him. He'd be yeah, a great guest for the podcast. Him, I'll call him up right now. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> his name is Lassiter. You're welcome. Garrison Lassiter. Yo, read his uh, scouting report that the Yankees put together. <laughs> I know you had. That. Yo, this is so funny. So I looked up his scouting report from a, a, a scout, uh, naturally. So this is from Aaron Ledesma, an MLB scout. He said, offensively, he was okay. Uh, he managed low A Charleston. This is the, the scout in 2011. He was below average, not much power, didn't really hit for high average. Speed-wise, he was below average. <laughs> and then after that, they go on to say, and this is an article I read, Lasseter's best season arguably was in 2011, when he hit 274 with a home run, one home run, and 23 RBIs in 64 games, and the Yankees released him the very next season after that best year. So should have called him. And, and he's comparing himself to Jeter, which I pulled up a sentence from his scouting report, and 
it literally says, <clears throat> excuse me, it says the, the decision was simple. He's a Yankee, a five-tool player. He will be a major league all-star, five-plus stars. <laughs> so the, yeah. the difference Jeter, there. Right? Yeah, it's With like. Jeter, they said, uh, they're like, this guy's not going to Michigan. The only place he's going is Cooperstown. We'll yeah. see that later this year. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, man. Come on, man. It's just funny to see. There's... I want to meet this dude. He's 30 years old. Um, <laughs> I would love to meet this dude. We're, I'm 31, so we're around the same age. We probably played high school sports around the same time. Yeah. Might have worked out with some of the same people. Like, I got to go find this guy. <laughs> you could be what is he too? doing Why right now? Sure? Yeah, exactly. I He's played college football. I played, I, played, yo, I played everything growing up. <laughs> but I never looked at it as anyone else's fault that I didn't make it but my own. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's how it is. And they also add in that article that Lasseter was a, quote, nice kid, wasn't high on the Yankees playing time priority list. Just strictly because of how fucking shitty he is. <laughs> that's just how it is. You're and trash. That's all. Like, you're not good. You're not good. That's it, what I'm saying. He, man, the millennials, <laughs> the millennials uh, trade him. We'll, we'll take a boomer and replace for him. <laughs> It's just funny that that he like I don't even know why this happened. Like it was a nice laugh to have. He's just like, bored. He's bored. It's good for the offseason. Because if this yeah. came this up if this came content. up during baseball, it wouldn't have it made wouldn't it. It's be, like no. this is a January baseball article that pops <laughs> yeah. up. This is dog days of winter. Yeah. Like, this is all like, we're you guys can tell us something to tweet about. about. Guys, this is gonna make some laughs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't know. And now we all know his name. That's Garrison Lasser. Garrison Lasser. And like like come on. First first of his name. That name is whack. Not, kids don't want to wear too. a Garrison Lasseter jersey. Kids <laughs> don't want a Garrison Lasseter player tee. Oh, man. So, I know you've been there. I, I, we want to know where it is. Where's La Bodega? Oh, um, La Bodega <laughs> is in the Bronx. Oh, I get that. Um, I know you're not going to A couple say blocks it. from Yankee Stadium. What I'll tell you about La Bodega is everyone is welcome. But I don't encourage is. everyone to go there. <laughs> um, this year, some videos came out. Some things happened where La Bodega got exposed to thousands of people. Where I actually saw the effects and I didn't like it at all. For the last three years I've been going there, I've got to meet the owners of the store. I've got to meet the family that runs everything in there. I've got to meet the people that frequent the place, and they've kind of taken me in as one of their own. Even though I'm like a media, um, you know, podcast person, social media guy, like the bleacher creatures and the old school fans have kind of taken me in, mm. and we've seen it shift from like the Yankee Stadium speakeasy to like like now it's not the best kept secret anymore yeah. and and the thing about la bodega is i can't tell you where it is i can show you where it is <laughs> that's, i can't that's what i, I can't you know for. i can take you there but i can't give you the coordinates because like that's exactly what like got messed up about it this year yeah um some people made a joke out of it some people kind of turn cameras on in there where it's like yo this is one of those safe spaces that like for years at Yankee Stadium, we've been coming here off the beaten path. Don't ruin it. Yeah, now um, and now it's it. like everybody. So like I don't know. I talk about it on podcasts and stuff like that because now the phrase, the the name La Bodega is out there. But this is the BX. This is the Bronx. There's a La Bodega every block. Mm. You just don't know which one to walk into. And I hope less people attempt it. Unless you are like escorted by someone that is like with the gang, I I'm, I mean, 
I started going there in 2016 and someone showed me and I've been going so long that I don't even remember who showed me. Like, I don't remember my yeah. first time going there. It's just regular for me. But I know at the end of last year, like ALCS or um, yeah, ALCS, like game three or four, I saw some kids pull up in their Lyft Uber and they were like, oh, this is it. Is this a <laughs> bodega? Is and I'm standing outside with a, a couple of homies and I'm like, damn, yo, it's a wrap. Like, <laughs> that's it. It's some over. like preppy ass kids just pulled up in the hood with the like coordinates to La Bodega taking <sighs> pictures. I'm like, I got a fucking yo, map like, and shit. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> we might have to change the spot. But like, it's a business. It's a family run yeah. business. That yeah. family cashes out during Yankee season. They're great people. They always yeah. show me love. Um, we'll see what it turns into this year. I think it's going to be packed. And that's the thing. It's a bodega. There's not enough room for everybody. <laughs> no, I only ask like, because I saw the Go to Billy's. Go to Stan's. Go to the dugout. Like, this is supposed to be in the cut. Yeah. I only ask because I know there's a mystery behind it. So Right. But we'll, it's we'll like, talk off it. It's You'll changing now. And <laughs> I've, I've talked to, to a lot of the people. The bleacher creatures for years have been going there. And I've talked to a lot of people in there where I'm like, yo, how do we handle this now? Someone did kind of open Pandora's box a little bit because they created a video in the place and talked about it. And then that kind of like made outsiders that don't come to 30, 40, 50 games a yeah. year mm -hmm. curious about it. What? How do we handle this? Well, we're not going to leave. They're not going to kick us out. Yeah. Do we it's find home, another man. spot? Yeah. Like there's history behind it. The other spot, like I don't even want to get into it, but – We'll see. I mean, yeah. Like I, I, like I say, I can't, I can't show you. I could take you there. I, I'll, I'll gladly link with you guys and take you, take you there next year. Um, but we'll there's a level of like that. respect, <laughs> and there's a, le a level of like humility that wasn't shown when someone made the video that I won't name, and it kind of ruined it for some people. Yeah. And uh, like we want to keep that. We like yeah. that's a part of Yankee Stadium. That's a part of the Yankee Stadium pregame. So it's a culture. It's, it's, like a it's a part of the culture. Yeah, it's a part of Yankee culture yeah. Yeah. that I don't want to see get ruined by people that come to one game a year. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So speaking of that, if you had to pick one pregame spot, I think we know the answer to this. Where's your favorite like thing to go to before the stadium? What do you, what do you like to do before going to a game? Because I know you go to a lot of games. Yeah, we go to a lot of games. We're ten minutes from the stadium, so we literally. We'll sit on this couch watching the game. Second inning comes around, and we just like, yeah, let's go to the game. Right, pull up. Yeah, I'm a Billy's guy, <laughs> and I was a Billy's guy before I met Joey, who's the owner, and some of the bartenders and um, bouncers and people in there. Like I say, I'm a blessed Yankee fan because I went from just going to Yankee Stadium, not knowing any, anyone, and then going a lot and meeting people yeah. and creating content and doing things where like. I'm gang. I know everybody that's in the like that's in the Bronx on 161st. Like I feel like I'm I'm in the family. In the, represent. Yeah, <laughs> in the culture now. I'm in Billy's. I, I I say Billy's because a, it's the biggest spot. Yeah. Yeah. B. A lot of people. It's a club. Yeah. And like most clubs don't turn up like that. Yeah. And I don't want to go to most clubs because you're in, in in New York. If you go to the club you're in a club with the whole world. Like there are people in clubs from different countries, yeah. different states. You go to Yankee stadium and you go to Billy's, you're in a club with Yankee fans yeah. from the tri-state yeah. area, mostly New York, New Jersey. Yeah, no one else. Like it's, it's like, that's the place you want to be there, when the Yankees There's nothing win. like that. Cause like I, right outside my office, there's this big soccer bar called yeah. Carragher's. Yeah. And there's a team called Carragher's and like, I'll go to work at like nine 30, <laughs> which is fucking, 
packed out the door. I'm like, gotta be a game. Like everyone's wearing the colors. (laughs) They're all like foreign people. They're just like, oh, there's there's like nine thirty in the morning. I'm just like, yo, this is exactly what like like the Yankees bars are like, and it's like so much. My favorite thing at Billy's is watching. Like if I get to Billy's early enough, I'll like go upstairs. And then I'll watch it massively just fill up yeah. from like 15 minutes to 30 minutes. Like, the, And I always tell people, right, if it's a 705 like playoff game, like, yo, you better get in there early. Because yeah. by, Even you saying 705 just got me excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else starts at 705 or 635. If you think you're pulling up to Yankee Stadium and getting into Billy's in the playoffs at like 6:30, you're not. No. If you like, I tell people go get in there two hours before first pitch, yeah. so you can at least drink, bop around, go up upstairs, outside, come back down, go to the other bar in the front, like yeah. hit the dance floor, take some shots. I mean, what I say, but, yeah. I literally say it is super expensive, but like that's what you get so when you it, go there. Even like. To to go on the other one, like stands is also expensive, like and can't fit as many people. Yeah. Capacity fills tiny. up there faster, yeah. but stands baseball and it's just the bar. Stands is going back to the old Yankee Stadium that used to be right across yeah. the street. It's just oh, yeah. you know uh, the history there. I I like I like stands, but like I don't know the crowd there for me was a little bit older. It is older. Um, yeah. I'm darker, so I'm like, it's like a lot of older <laughs> white people, which is fine. Uh, to to, to an extent, to an extent it is. There's everybody in here, and it's and it's a younger crowd, and it's a more yeah. mixed crowd. Well, because it's yeah. a club, um, so like that attracts right, it's people. It's a club, so people yeah, that aren't really nature. like huge baseball fans like us yeah. are going in there just for the music and the atmosphere yeah, and the vibe. Yeah, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. We actually met you there one time. I don't know if you remember, because we were we didn't even start the podcast back then, but you were with Bronx Pinchers at the time. I was like, yo. Keith, I've seen you online. And we're like, yeah, what's up? But it's crazy how fun it is. Like, we're just probably, out dude. And, and I apologize, I don't remember it off the top of my head. <laughs> but you can fine. imagine: a, I'm drunk. Uh, <laughs> b, I'm in there every day that there's yeah. a game, and yeah. I meet someone every yeah. day now. Dude. <laughs> no. Past, stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, I said like if we had a like quick conversation, I don't remember it, but like obviously I'm here, so yeah, it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> but, I don't know. I just have a lot of fun there too, and we literally you saying seven oh five got me just excited. For Yo, baseball. we're like, we're a month away from spring training. We have a countdown on our website. What is it at? Seventy like seventy like, four yeah, like I don't do the countdowns like, like my phone because they give me anxiety. I tweet yeah. out hashtag how many days and somebody will answer me. Yeah, I get too I get too many thoughts about it. Well, but I, I know it's coming, yeah. and I know like. Once it starts this year, the hype and the energy around the Yankees is ridiculous. And Once like, it's like we're all in five days out, everyone's gonna just well, start anyway. I went out to of more games games. than I ever went to last year. I'm, I went to about forty games last year. I'm trying to top yeah. that this year. How many? I would. That's it's. It's hard. I, like I don't. Was, I don't count anymore. I used to have the ballpark know. I was app. About to say. You know, like the ballpark app where you can check yeah. in. Yeah, um, we have that. I forget. We have the monthly pass. Yeah, and that's that why I forget because we just like go to games and we're just like. Like I don't know how many games we went to. We're just like fuck. Let's just go. Like I don't have tickets. We have like no, no ticket just, for the month. You have entry. <laughs> yeah, well, we have entry. So it's like moved out here in August. So from August on, we yeah. just got the monthly passes. So we literally, like I said, we'd be sitting here on the, on the couch, second inning. We're like, all right, yeah. fuck it. We have nothing else. I still to went do. to at least let's thirty. Yeah, yeah, at least it, thirty so probably. You're getting me hyped now. Yeah, like, Dude, I'm, I'm excited for you guys' experience living here. 
April for a May. full season. Yeah. yeah, you can come through whenever you yeah. want too. Put yeah. me up. I'll probably already be. <laughs> <laughs> what like we said. I'll, probably be, I'll probably be like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling up. I'm on yeah. the train. <laughs> but for those who don't know, we get the monthly pass, and it's literally it's, the months is the months differ because yeah. a month like the first month we got it was like sixty bucks for the whole month, every game, home game, standing room, and then you can do whatever you can figure out where you want to go after that. Because if it's a Tuesday game, no one's sitting anywhere you right. can pick wherever you want to sit and use our little trick that we told you guys about before don't tell the yanks but they don't care <laughs> and the hey, yankee ticket care, office created like those monthly passes didn't always exist yeah um and i know people in the yankee ticket office and i know the game with the tickets like they don't really care man i mean they didn't have standing room before too so this is they didn't have those pinstripe yeah, that just opened yeah. up yeah um, oh, the one where you get like a free beer that's and, only yeah. been going around for like the last three years yeah and uh they don't care they they understand the team is good the team wasn't this good in 2014, yeah. 2015. There wasn't this much of a demand. It's a business. There's all lawyers that make the like parameters for the ticket office and how they do. Like these are business people. Yeah. As long as people are going to the game, they don't care. As know? long as people are going to the game, yeah. the Yankees have the number one attendance, and this year's going to be nuts. I will be there, and <laughs> I'll be figuring out. However, like I'm, I'm like that too. I don't buy too many tickets. Bless Yankee fan. Someone is either transferring me a ticket or someone is inviting me to a suite yeah. Yeah. or to sit with them. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, I always see you. You always got the. I mean, remember that one picture you posted with Cashman behind you. How did the how the fuck? Yeah. Did you swing? <laughs> so tell I got the Cashman suite. That's through. Tell us that's Batista, <laughs> owner of the Batista Suites. Pretty soon, you guys listening. If you're looking for a luxury experience at Yankee Stadium, we will be advertising the Batista Suites. My guy Batista is a like twenty year season ticket holder or something. Yeah, and now he's just gotten to the point where he understands the best way to watch a game is in the suites. So he has season tickets in suites, like a package of suites. Yeah, <laughs> and sometimes he gifts them to fans. Like he'll pick people from Yankees Twitter to come see a game for free in the suites. So Sometimes people it. will just buy their way in because they're like, I don't want it to be up to chance of yeah. me being picked how much. Um, and then, we, I mean, we literally lived down the street from each other and found that out last year and became friends. And, like, he's the biggest Yankee fan. So, obviously, like, I'm a big Yankee fan. You guys yeah. are big Yankee fans. When I say big Yankee fans, I don't measure, like, oh, I know all yeah. the history of the Yankees. <laughs> I mean, like, it's a priority in my life. Like, yeah. it means yeah. something to me. So when you meet like people like that. it gets you excited. That's all you need. You can have a conversation. <laughs> like, That's a quick way to become friends with me. I tweeted the other day. I was like, if you approach me as, like, someone for the first time that says, yo, I heard you're a big Yankee fan, and then your next words are to mention the Mets or the Red Sox or the – like, don't do that. Because, <laughs> like, you just ruined it for yourself. Approach me the right way. If you're not gang, don't come around. <laughs> yeah, so Batista Suites, Batista is who's hooked me up. And with Brian Cashman, he went to like a Yankee dinner. And one of the prizes that you could bid on, it was like a charity thing. All the money was going to charity. He bid on the chance to watch a game in Cashman's suite. And he won four tickets. This guy Batista did? Yeah, he brought his wife. He brought his cousin in. And his friend bailed last minute. So he asked you. <laughs> He asked me if I want to go. I'm like, yeah, I'm already outside the state. Yeah, I would do that. <laughs> Where you at? I'm already here, bro. I'm like, I'm outside too. I'm and uh, yeah, so That's like, crazy. I mean, and it's 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 a blessing for me because I'm a huge Yankee fan. I didn't. I've grown up watching Cashman. I didn't know I was gonna get to meet Cashman. Yeah, when I'm sitting there watching the game, there was like this old guy next to me. If you guys look at the picture, I put the like meme on my Twitter and on my Instagram. 
the guy saying how he's like, this guy could probably call the game. It was the first game that Chad Green yeah. opened, and we did the Chad Nestor thing. So I'm talking about Chad Green. I'm talking about <laughs> I'm talking about Nestor Cortez. I'm just I don't know. I'm just talking Yankees, and the guy next to me, like, this guy's got a lot of Yankee knowledge. <laughs> In comes Brian Cashman, and Batista's like, Yo, Keith, look who it is. And I look over my shoulder. And I didn't ever believe in Santa Claus growing up. It was like, <laughs> Santa! I was like, yo, Mr. Cashman! I was so geeked up. I'm a grown man. He's a grown man. But, like, I felt like an eight-year-old in the moment. I was just like, because they said, like, we were in the suite for a good hour before he yeah. came through. They're like, he's here, but it's Brian Cashman. He's working. He's doing things. He's mm -hmm. on their phone. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. this is his suite. Enjoy your time. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. You're just like trying to chill. You're just <laughs> and, and, and yeah, literally. Like, yeah, no, 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 Russ, no big deal. No, no, no. You would too? Oh, damn, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. And I think I was <laughs> over oh, I was fuck. talking. I was over talking the Yankees because I was nervous. <laughs> oh, good. And it was just kind of like passing the time. I'm like, yeah, I think like Gio got hit in the nuts that day. He gets when hit he, like, he like fouled the ball and hit him in the nuts. It was a weird day. We played the Rays. Um, but yeah, man, I was excited and, and shout out to Batista, the guy that put me in the place. He had the camera rolling yeah. and caught my reaction, meeting Cashman. And Cashman that was, was funny. I saw the picture. coolest dude. Not, uh, now, now I got to give you some like little things with Cashman. Immediately, I'm smiling ear to ear and I'm like, yo, can I get a selfie? I don't care, <laughs> but like, I don't care, man. Uh, I would too. <laughs> because like the first thing I did, I, I, I've been blessed. I've been around a lot of famous and important people, and these people don't have time. And I was told a long time ago, don't bury the lead. Tell them who you are, what you are, what you do mm -hmm. that relates to them. Yeah. So I told him, like, yo, I was in a fan cave. Yo, I do a podcast. Yo, I'm, I'm, I'm in Yankee Twitter. Yo, like, I'm a huge Yankee fan. I've grown up watching the Yankees. Like, I really love what you did with this team yeah. this year because it was already to the point that guys were dropping. Gio was playing. Like, yeah. um, so your, ele just, your elevator pitch right there. Yeah, I just already, like, my six yeah. elevator pitch where he, he yeah. right, literally was watching a game right behind my chair. There were other people in the suite. So I got the selfie with him behind me. Boom. Made that my profile picture yeah. right away. That was sick. You just posted that, didn't you? Yeah, like, and I reposted said. it. And, and obviously that's from May. But um, some cool nuggets about Cashman. We just start talking. And uh, Dallas Keuchel was out there. It's like people were saying the Yankees need to – sign uh dallas keichel so ask him first and so it was <laughs> Yo, me yeah. him and then michael fishman one of the assistant gms and they're like what percentage do you think we should be in on dallas keichel and at the time like we're losing guys we're doing chad nester open them like 75 yeah. right there yeah and they're both kind of like they're looking at each other and they're looking at me and they got to just like you know, go, go get like a slice of pizza, laugh <laughs> it off. Like they weren't 75% in on Dallas Keuchel. And then at the same time that day, it was a Sunday, the Mets had got swept by the Marlins in Miami, I believe. <laughs> so <laughs> it was like we had a little like tongue in cheek conversation about the Mets and about Jeter owning the Marlins. And like Cashman had jokes <laughs> for both organizations. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I was like, bro, Cashman. Cashman is scoreboard watching. He's looking at the out-of-town scoreboard, so crazy ready to, to see the Mets that. get swept by Jeter's Marlins and laugh about that. That's insane. Yeah. Like, I mean, we watch it as fans, but like he does the same thing. Like He watches it. He's a baseball guy. Yeah. Yeah. Even on a deeper level. Way deeper like, than us. There's probably, that's like, crazy it probably tickles him even more because he really knows the inside yeah, it's of like, that. Like, it's literally his job. I mean – we we i care about this more than my other my real job but regardless <laughs> like it's actually his job so he yeah. cares more 
if there even is a possibility to care more than we do. I mean, we just sitting here doing a podcast just because we fucking want to. Yeah. Like, it's just insane. That- Super cool dude. Not looking for too much attention. Very composed. Um, but conversational with everyone. Yeah. Talking to everyone. Making sure everyone's good. And then even, like I said, having conversations about – we didn't even talk about the Yankees. We're laughing about <laughs> mm-hmm. the Mets going down to Miami getting swept by That's Jeter's crazy. club. I can't even imagine. <laughs> I can't even imagine like having that conversation. It was blowing my did mind, you, Did man. you ask him about the Keiko thing? Did he respond to it? He didn't say anything. And that's how I oh knew we God. weren't getting Keiko. I was, I was all in on it. I was all in on it. And they kind of were like, if I was 75%, they didn't even meet me with 25%. Like they just kind of laughed. No like, response. Because I'm a fan. And I'm like, yo, we need pitching. Oh. That's that's great. Imagine you just like broke the news. Breaking news. We're not getting Keiko. By the way, I just spoke to Kevin in his personal suite. We're not getting Keiko. And this is during the time of like entirely possibility. He didn't go until like way later in the season too. And the Braves ended up outbidding us. And like we didn't try and send another offer because they were like, we're not really that beat for this dude. Yeah. It's crazy. But speaking of players that aren't going to – who's going to be starting, who's not – the Geo Andujar situation, I think, it also ties into yeah. into the hater deal. If that's ever going to happen, honestly, as time goes on, I feel like it's just fizzling out. But and, and it fizzled out too, and then it came back like a couple weeks ago. It's like, oh, we're still in on hater, and then I'm I'm just all set on that. I, I don't really care because I I yeah, want done. to keep Andujar. Off season is one. We're mm-hmm. done. Yeah, I'm. We did everything we need to this off season. If we get Hater and we have the two best relievers in all of baseball on one team, that's not. Yeah, but I'm, not, cool. I'm not ready to give up anybody for him, though. But Andujar, I think yeah. for me, and a lot of people, this is why I bring it up, because a lot of people are even, let alone like him being off the off, tra- off limits for trading, yeah. people are writing him off of the third base battle, too. Like I think that's not even done you with You said either. on the last podcast something that I had already thought. We saw the step that Glaber took from yeah. his rookie year to yeah. his I'm next year. <laughs> Glaber went from like a third place in the rookie of the year he was better. voting to being a bona fide star. Like when we need him against the Red Sox, he's rocking the place. When we need him against the Astros, game one out there, boom, he's hitting home. Like he turned into a bona fide star mm-hmm. and didn't hit a sophomore slump. We're talking about him possibly being an MVP right now. Right. He was behind Miggy. I know. That's why Miggy was the rookie of the year, but the way that the MLB writers hate on the Yankees so much, they wanted to call Otani the next Babe Ruth. So he stole that from Anduar. Is he up there? Babe Ruth wasn't good. <laughs> For those who are watching, and even the Adam Adovino said up. he would strike Br- Babe Ruth out. He's I right believe though. that. He's right though. But um, there's a whole argument. Murph is, <laughs> Murph is big on Babe Ruth's side. I'm not I'm, big on Babe Ruth. I just think it's pretty disrespectful. Just like you know, the iPhone three was good for its time. It's not good anymore. Um, uh, right now, yeah. you can't eat hot dogs and smoke cigarettes. Game. <laughs> no, no, it's not going like down. <laughs> Miggy, man, I still can. believe in Miggy. Um, I think he deserves another chance. Not another chance, but he deserves the respect to walk into another season. 100%. As yeah. the guy that led this team in 2018, he, he was a doubles machine. Dude, the only, he was the best yeah, player on the Yankees. He was leading the Yankees. Yeah. People forget about that. His first 
year on the scene. He was the best player. Well, first year and only full year playing. Only full year. Yeah. And like you can't in the merger forget about that. He came up the year before. Yeah. He played the White Sox and I think he went like three for four and had a great first game and people were getting excited about him then. I hate that Yankee fans are so spoiled. So quick that they tear apart his defense. They tear apart his glove. The hot corner. No one can play the hot corner. There's a few guys in the world that are really that good at it. And I had a good point about that too. I I think like Rafael Devers. Yeah. Arguably the worst defender his rookie year, same year as and Miggy and Glaber, so it actually works out pretty well. Yeah. I don't really like to comp players like that, but like Rafael Devers was the fucking worst defender. I've ever Fat seen, boy. and even our friend Matt, huge Red Sox fan, he even said Devers is the worst, and we were comparing him with Miggy's defense too, but Miggy was better defensively than Devers. That was just a fact. Second year, Devers doesn't get hurt. Devers is now making plays. Like He looks like a very above he average tore, He tore it up so, last season. Jeter, Jeter's <laughs> rookie year, he was terrible in the field. There's other players that like, yo, it takes time. They have to develop. They have to practice. They have to mature. A a routine ground ball in Tampa is not a routine ground ball in Yankee Stadium in July when there's fifty thousand people. Mm -hmm. Like it's not like it takes time. Yeah, you got to give people time. I hate that Yankee fans are in a rush. That every Yankee's got to be right as they step on. Yeah, superstar. We have to develop guys too. And you got to find your spot too. Like. Think about Mo. He got fucking titted his first exactly. game as a starter. People forget and now about he's the, that. Yeah. And yeah. People forget that like our legendary Yankees that we love and that are Hall of they Famers got torn apart when yeah. they first came up too, and they're world class athletes. Yeah. It's just crazy, and it's a good thing that those people who are overreacting aren't Brian Cashman in the box making the no, decisions. No, they'll never be, and they won't <laughs> even make it to your position, my position. Yeah. Because if you're overreacting, people like. Wonder if you've ever watched baseball before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy too because that my point about Andujar and the Devers, how he can if he can shift anybody if he can make his defense better, anybody can. Yeah. Andujar is already it's like if we wanted to say the same thing about his defense being able to improve, he already was an all star slugger. Like he, he was hitting three hundred, I think it was two ninety seven or the fuck it was. Uh-huh. I love the helicopter. The devil emoji. Nearly a hundred RBIs, thirty something home runs in his rookie year. I'm gonna name him rookie of the year. Two things fuck I'll say Tony. about Miggy that I have to get off of them and we'll, we'll move on from Miggy. Competition brings out the best in everyone. Him watching Gio Urshela at third base all fuck last yeah. year. Mm. You know He's the whole gonna, Wally Pip that like him watching gonna, Gio Urshela <laughs> that's motivation. Yeah. Him versing Gio in spring training, or if they That's even really do that. And I should, love that competition. We'll I see love what it that. does. It could make Gio uh, rise up or fall back, but competition brings out the best in the best. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say about Miggy is, why can't he play in left field a, a little bit? Why can't he step on first base a little bit in spring training? That's what spring training see, is yeah. for. I think training. The outfield might be a training. <laughs> training. The outfield could we be should, a tad we should try to train some guys. Yeah. See what, what we a, do for what a, yeah. what a concept. Yeah. But the thing is, though, the training, people don't think it's like training. People think it's like, okay, like you're on the field. I'm watching you. You better show out. Like that's the whole difference. And it wow. is training after all. And I do want to see Miggy go to first because first isn't locked up by any stretch of the imagination at all. Yeah. Voight, that's a whole nother conversation. Voight versus Ford. Some people think Ford could be the first baseman. And honestly, I'm not all in on Voight. I know Voight had the sports hernia, and that's a significant injury, and you play different. 
Yeah. But he hasn't like I have this feeling when people come up to bat, Voight doesn't yeah. do it for me yet. Like I don't I, I look at Glaber when he's up. I look at Judge when he's up. Like he's gonna get a hit here. Voight yeah. when he sits in that box, do you think oh he's gonna get a hit? Regardless of his stats. So, so let's have that discussion feeling. of Voight versus Ford versus potentially Miggy there. I'm a Jersey guy. I kind of knew about Ford coming from Princeton, and I knew that he was in the system. Pitching. Um, <laughs> <laughs> lefty bat. Don't yeah. forget that when talking we about Ford. Too, lefty yeah. bat. Do not forget. That's mm-hmm. the first thing I want people to remember when you go to discredit Mike Ford for what he could be. He's a lefty bat. Secondary is that he's a hometown guy. You know, people in New York, New Jersey love that story that he's from Jersey. And he says he grew up watching the Yanks. What he did last year, he showed me that he has that clutch gene. Mm -hmm. He got, I was in LA. I was in LA for the players weekend series when, when Didi got hit. That's sick. And then he (laughs) got, he got inserted. Yeah. And I was like, I wasn't like, fuck, but I like was on high alert. I was like, okay. But you this know is a different next. game now. Yeah, you know yeah this next. is a different game now. He balled out. Fuck yeah, he balled out. He won that he game hit. for us, essentially. He had two big hits in that game that won the game for us. And I'm like, yo, he is not afraid of the moment. That game, yeah. that series felt like the Super Bowl. Yeah. The hype around that, the, the amount that of people that were there. That was crazy. And we swept I had so too. much fun in L.A. for that. I'm so glad that I, I, like, I did everything in my power to get to L.A. for that. That series. happens again. That's something, too, that we want to go to this year. Obviously, we're not probably not going to get there. But if we want to go to that Field of Dreams, Field of Dreams shit, Man, that's going to be great. That's a hard ticket. I went to London last year, and I went to the Players. You went to London last year? Yeah, I went to London, and I went to the Players Week. And I'm like, that's baseball enough. gods. Thank you for that's blessing <laughs> me with letting me get there and figure out how to see those games and live those games. But at least there's something to do in LA and London. You know, it's like <laughs> I mean, there's it's not just you're going to see a baseball game. It's like what? Yeah, I'll go chill in London. You what know? I really think about Iowa is it's one going to be a tough ticket because there's only eight thousand seats, and two, I think it's it's something that you might want to watch on TV because yeah, there's nothing yeah. in Iowa. Chicago is four or five hours away. Isn't it like one it's road? One game. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, like it's it's cool to go there, but there's no hotels around. It's really it's one night that you would have to do a lot of driving yeah. or flying into Iowa. And it's gonna be expensive. And Hell really yeah. what MLB is doing is they're bringing baseball to a place that it's not. Those Which I'm all, I'm all that for that. Yeah. They're gonna get tickets. Yeah. They're yeah. gonna fill it up with the people in Iowa that don't get to see baseball that often. I really think. It'll be a good experience for the viewers at home. Now, listen, people say they hated the viewing experience of London at home. That was amazing to see live. I can't imagine. I, I want to go so bad. Like when they played God Save the Queen, I'm like, yo, I, like, I've never been at a baseball game where they, yeah. God Save <laughs> the Queen. I'm like, yo, is this real? Yo, it was sick. But at the same time, people, I was seeing people on Twitter at home like, the the foul territory is too long. The batter's eyes yeah. look stupid. Like they're the, just making the a, they're making a makeshift field juice because they scored fifty runs that weekend. Yeah, that experience on TV probably wasn't that great to watch. The television the television production they didn't maybe know how to produce a two game series in London played in a soccer stadium. I think this one off Field of Dreams game is going to be 
a great television experience for everybody yeah. watching. It's a big headliner. It's, it's like sick. Field of Dreams, baseball, Yankees. Like you know, you're gonna get views. You're gonna be Field of Dreams is a movie. Yeah. So you can watch the baseball. It's relatable. Of it's the Field relatable. Of Dreams game like a yeah. movie. Oh, I'm going to watch it before the game starts. Yeah. <laughs> you have to. Yeah. 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 I, I, honestly, I Field of Dreams recently, and I just was like, I don't know. No, I don't even want to say my opinion of the field. It's a good movie. It's a good baseball movie. But like the beginning, I'm just like, it, sure, it was better years that, like, ago. Suspension of disbelief. And like, you got to think about what time it was made. Like they can never yeah. make this movie today. No. Yeah. It's one of those movies that's just like, it was no, great when you first viable. watched it. And now you're just like, the more times you like, watch why it, you're just like. Why is this guy hearing uh, a, vo a voice of a dude in his head? Yeah. If it's you like, build it. It will come. The day will come. That's Who's like coming? um Angels in the heaven? Outfield was one of my favorite movies like, ever. This is kind of suspect. I don't know. I'm like, he's is he wait, he, this guy like didn't he like get rid of like his whole business to do this or something? Or like it was definitely like some type of financial gamble. I don't even yeah, know. I just yeah. Yeah, I watch and it. he had to basically cut yeah, half the just like, Nah, it's not for me. <laughs> that could be a whole nother conversation. We'll we'll get to it right now, but sure. baseball movies. Yeah. There's a ton. Major league. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's gonna be so fun to watch. I actually can't wait to see, like, I know the, the MLB made a whole big, and I don't know if you guys talked about this while I was in the bathroom, but <laughs> I know the MLB had like a whole big, like production about like the London series, everything like that. That's yeah. going to be fun. It's a one-off game. Like you said, it's just one game, mm -hmm. but like, it's going to be so cool. Like I can even like picture the pregame, like videos that they play right before the game starts like it's gonna be mixed in with the field of dreams yeah it's gonna be a yeah. big big clickbait thing cornfield too <laughs> yeah see judge just talking to cornfield they <laughs> built like... the fence people were saying they shouldn't have built the fence they should no, have just, just let it yo that would be I'm wild like, yeah, okay, ground rule double like... seeing judge just fall into the cornfield and come out with the ball or something <laughs> like that just, guys just like keep running to the outfield never come back <laughs> that, that's gonna be a fun <laughs> but eight thousand tickets is gonna be hard because I, and I, I checked on it right away. I kind of – I'm Are over it now. I'm like, I watch it on TV now. But when it first happened, I'm like, yo, this is sick. I checked on – I have a friend that was in the fan cave with me that worked in the White Sox ticket office. I checked yeah. with him. I checked with my guy Pete in the Yankees ticket office. I checked with my people at MLB, and they're all like, first off, we had to keep this secret. Second off, uh -huh. this isn't going to be one of those games that like London, they had hella tickets for because it was in a soccer stadium that held 100,000 people. Yeah. So they could do a, a sale online. I was up at five in the morning buying my London. Yeah, but tickets. those were sold out in like a day sold too. Out quick, very quick. I, that would have been dope to go to. Yeah, I looked at tickets like a week later and they were sold out. No, they sold out like they sold out. Like, yeah, like out. Like I was on Twitter and Facebook an hour after they went on sale and people were complaining that they sold out. Yeah, that's crazy. it. Was I, wild. I got two pairs. It was I had wild. four total tickets and I was like. Yo, the baseball gods, they have something to do with me, was and I have something to do with them, and they <laughs> want me to be there. How was well, it? Well, I, I it was sick. Uh, man, I, I, this was my first time leaving the country. Really? And uh, we obviously covered all of it. We, like, Excited got to go to the, the media day. So it was Friday media day, and then the Saturday and Sunday games. Didn't, like, Mo and them go, too? Everyone was there, man. I ran into so many people. Like they, Mo and Pettit and these guys and, and Matt Suey. There was this like, like cottage too. type house that they were at. It was like looked like something out of Harry Potter. I was like, where is that? I was trying to get there. Um, well, what was the? Uh, I guess what was the crowd like at the actual stadium? The thing about the crowd, and I tell yeah, people this, they know what's going. On. <laughs> they didn't know how to cheer. They didn't know how to watch a baseball game. They didn't know when it was a tense moment. They didn't know. But but I will say that the stadium did a very good job of taking the American things like the 
you know, the like seven presidents race, the pierogi yeah. race. Yeah, they brought, the, they brought Mr. Freeze out thing. there from really? the Braves oh, yeah, to they run. Did, yeah, yeah. Um, they had our sound effects. They had the dun 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 dun. Like they they did a very good job of bringing that stuff out. They they had the Dayo. They had the Freddie yeah. Mercury Dayo. Like they did a very good job. It'll be setting Mason. the stage, setting the scene of American ballpark, but the the fans didn't really know how to react or what to react to. The only thing they knew to react to was home runs, and luckily there was a lot of home runs. And, yeah, I mean, there were, the scores were football. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Scores. My yeah. mind was blown. I got back to my hotel the first night. I'm like, why I was, actually, was there so many runs? Yeah, it was rigged. They just wanted they wanted to make it interesting. Was it the, well, uh, the, the first stream they were talking about? I thought Tanaka being a you know. Uh, out of the country, not an American, uh, Japanese player. I'm thinking, oh, he's gonna kill he's it. Gonna be buckled. He's gonna be. Pu- <laughs> we come out. I think we scored six runs in the first inning. Us. Yeah. I got yeah. to the bathroom. I'm in the bathroom Came with Red over. Sox fans. I'm talking cash shit. I'm like, you wasted thousands of dollars <laughs> to come out here and get your ass beat. <laughs> I was like, take that shitty ass Red Sox hat off. I'm going in, and then next thing I hear, ah, like a roar. And I'm like, oh no, Tanaka, fuck, because you know Tanaka gives up a home run on first. first pitch. Pitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For some reason, I, I I wash my hands. I run out of the bathroom. Tanaka's already giving it up. I'm like, yo, this is good. we're in we're in for a game, like a like a long game where we're gonna use a lot of different pitches, yeah. and then that's gonna have something to do with the game tomorrow. The flight, the time difference, the players just like soaking it all in. Like I said, it was like the Super Bowl. In LA, that was like a Super Bowl too. Like the players yeah. were coming out, there was fire shooting up, there was like, like <laughs> confetti. There were fireworks after the first game. When you see like the the players, uh, you see Judge and um, the outfield come together after the win. They had like fireworks shooting over there. I'm like, this is this is nuts. That's crazy, dude. I mean, we were we were across the street at this at the bar over there, just with our friend that I keep mentioning. His name is Matt, Red yeah. Sox guy. So we just call him. Red Sox fan. Red Sox Matt, we'll call him. <laughs> so Red Sox Matt is across the bar with us, and we're watching the game, and I'm doing the same thing you are, screaming at them, like, well, you're here too. And we're just like, yo, Matt, the game's fucking over. You guys suck. At yeah. the time, too, we're like, what, 15 games up on them? There's, yeah. They're not at the division anymore. We know it's our division, and I'm just like, yo, it's over. And, and the snap of a finger, it's tie game, and then – the final score was like 17 14 or those something. Those were two home games yeah. from them. They took two home games from their schedule for those London games. Like they yeah, didn't that take sucks too. you know. <laughs> they didn't take them from us. Yeah. Yeah, that was good times, man. I I don't think it's going to be the same for the Cubs Cardinals fans that are going out there this year. Yeah, One of my homies works too. for the Cubs and uh, you know, he's asking me that. for intel intel and I'm like, "Yo, I could tell you where to go eat, what to do." But the vibe of like Yankees Red Sox out there was that just, was the best thing to bring yeah. up. Yeah, I'm man. glad they showed everything Yankees or everything baseball. They brought out the Yankees Red Sox rivalry. Like that was the best thing possibly to do. And I think circle all the way through. I think that the uh, Field of Dreams thing is going to be way better than that. Yeah, like, I, I, I don't think I'm going to go because, like I said, it's it's going to be hard to I don't get a think ticket. Can go, yeah. And then like it's just it's Iowa. There's nothing out there. But I am excited <laughs> to watch that television production yeah. of that one-off event. That was the yeah. thing too. Like we said. I mean, obviously, it's going to be fucking expensive to go. But once you go to the game, like, then what? Like, you drive in. to Chicago. <laughs> you drive to Chicago <laughs> yeah. or you go home. I don't know what time the game is set for, but if you have to drive to Chicago, that's five hours away. You get, go to another game or something like that. How many stadiums have you been to? Because I have a, a scratch-off stadium thing trying to go to all stadiums. If you count London, 14. 
Fourteen's a but lot. But London doesn't count. So thirteen professional major league baseball ballpark. That's sick. You yeah. try to go to all of them too. Obviously. Of course. Yeah. Of course. I. I mean, I wish I. I had opportunities to go to some other ones, but like, I mean, I love baseball, but I don't really want to go watch, watch a random game. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to go watch the Brewers <laughs> play the Reds in Cincinnati. <laughs> Scratch off the Great American Ballpark if yeah. I'm in Chicago. If, the time if I'm in right, Ohio, yeah. in Cincinnati, yeah. Like the Yankees play at Miller Park this year. I really do want to go to Miller Park. But I, I've I've hit I haven't even hit um Fenway. But you haven't been to Fenway? No. Really? I went I went to Fenway for the ALDS last year. Yeah. Or was the last not no, it was last, two, season, last two seasons. Yeah. Ago when we lost. That was actually the game we won with Gary hit two fucking he had one that went out of the stadium. I might go this year. I had but to grow up a little bit, man. I Fenway like, was unbelievable. I couldn't see myself it. going to Fenway when their fans were calling Adam Jones the N word. Yeah, <laughs> if you're calling the yeah. you're calling a player like I'm yeah. like, I'm gonna end up in a fist fight with yeah. at least yeah. five. I went with, I, I mean, went with my mom happened at yeah. they read that Fenway, like you know, they just got rid of Yawkey Way because wear... he was a known racist. I think it's changing, yeah. and I'm a little bit older now. And through you know these podcasts and the social media, I'll probably go out there and like meet other influencers or whatever they even are calling the fans <laughs> that are doing this now. Yeah, where it sure. won't be the same type of gig. Yeah. But like a couple years back, I drove past it. Um, when I was at JMU, we played Northeastern, and, and I got to see it. And like exactly where it is and the streets where it is, but I have never gone as a fan, not out of fear, but really out of like, mm -mm. like I know, I know, I'm yeah. too much of a Yankee fan. And if the Yankee fan versus Red Sox fan thing goes from banter to racism, then I'm gonna be in jail in Boston, well, and I don't need that. Yeah, <laughs> that shouldn't be. Crossed. And you're automatically the one at fault, no matter what, which is the shitty part. You're the visiting fan, yeah, you're the right. visiting fan. It's just, but the yeah. thing is too, like. I know I would, and I did wear my Yankees jersey. You're going to be geared out when you go there too, and you're yeah. that's a target <laughs> on your back when you're there. Yeah. But I mean, the thing with me, I went to the LDS. Obviously, tensions are high, but I was there with my with uh, Red Sox Matt. <laughs> we'll keep yeah. calling him. And I mean, we were next to some of the like most stereotypical Boston fans you could ever yeah. see. This guy was like, "Come on, Sox!" And I was like, "Oh my, is this?" I was, I turned to my friend Matt. I was like, "Yo, is this?" This is Boston. This yeah. Is, this is what this is. He's yep. like, yeah, it's fucking that, Fenway. That is Boston right there. And it was just a fun time to be there. And that was a fun game to go to, too, because Gary literally hit one out of the stadium. Yeah. And then it's all good if you the win signs. there. But it's cool. Red Sox, uh, Fenway Stadium, Fenway Park, I mean, was a really cool bar park to go to. Like, it was everything. Yeah, it's, was a, like, it's one of the last cathedrals. I'm going to go. I actually yeah. met an older. Uh, black dude who who looked at me sideways. He was like, "You've been to thirteen ballparks and you haven't made the trip to Boston." He's like, "You got to get that done, bro." And I'm like, "I, I will. I'm gonna go." Yeah. But like, I'd rather go with like me, John Boy, Jake, yeah. Joe, yeah. Fly, <laughs> and like we pull up and it's like, "You better show you some respect." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it's, For sure. it's definitely really cool. They still have like the tin signs and stuff that say like fifty cent. With, yeah, like, and like, I love that type beer, of stuff. It's just man. so small, it's not, though. It's not 50 cents, though. They have the most expensive... It's most expensive there. ballpark. Yeah. I got a Twisted Tea there one time, and it was like $15 for a 12-ounce thing. Yeah. Dodgers yeah. have the most expensive ballpark, by I, the way. Did you have the Dodger dog? <laughs> yeah, was which was seven bucks. It was <laughs> it's not better than the New York hot dogs, and I don't even eat these New York dirty water dogs. <laughs> but my, my girl, Serena, back to the fan cave again. She was the Dodger fan when I was in the fan cave. Oh, she was in the fan cave too? Serena, if you guys ever see my Twitter, there's this girl, Serena Sanchez, season ticket holder for the Dodgers, goes to like 70 games a year. She was in the fan cave with me, so whenever I go to L.A., 
her and I, like, we kill it out there. And she was like, you got to get a Dodger dog. She's like, I just want to see you order one, eat one, take a be Like, for, for her, I did it. And it was cool for social media. But I, after I had it, I was like, I've had, like, good hot dogs at, yeah. like, Wrigley Field. I've had good good trash. hot dogs at uh, other stadiums. And I'm like, that was Ooh. trash for the seven bucks I paid for just yeah. a regular Dodger dog. Yeah. <laughs> Wrigley dog's funny. undefeated, though. Yeah. Like, and then Wrigley's got the brats. Um, no, and Wrigley is out of the cathedrals. I love Wrigley, and then now they built up Theo World outside of Wrigley. The Cubs are coming this way this year, but in 2017, I went out there when the Yankees played the Cubs, and we swept them. And I don't, I don't think I had more fun on a road trip watching the Yankees ever. That was my favorite road trip I ever took watching the Yankees yeah. beat the Cubs <laughs> and just like get hammered at a night game. Go to sleep, wake up, start drinking again. Day game. <laughs> That's sick. Uh, the day game was the, the day game we won 3-2. Guardy was in left. I sat in the left field bleachers where their bleachers, like our bleachers are wild, but their bleachers are a different kind of wild too. And and they were dogging Guardy. You're short. You're bald. He probably you got no it, arm. Though. He loves that Retire. He has and no you arm. can tell like Guardy's just... Like, like even a little tough guy, Guardy. We even Guardy too, and he doesn't even fucking respond to us. One time he did. He's such a hardo, but yeah, he is a hardo. Hear, he's like, like the he's funniest guy in the, in the game, and he does hear those little things, and he paid him back. Yeah. We were down two one, and he comes up. He hits a home home run out to right to make it three two. We take the lead. The game ends that way. I, I made bets with people in there, like twenty dollar bets that the Yankees will win. I made these bets after we were down yeah. two nothing. Like, people wanted to fight me. I'm saying at the end of the game, start spreading the news. <laughs> it, it, was, it was a movie, man. I wish, that, like, this was 2017. I wish I had my camera and more stuff to capture because that yeah. was amazing. Yeah. So, in, in other news, obviously, the arbitration shit just happened. Yeah. Cashman doing his fucking thing. This guy just Cash wave, waves his wand. You met him, so in cash we trust. In, cash I, we he's trust. the watchful protector. He's, we, we don't deserve him, but we have him. So he's just we going. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking my break. mojo, but uh, he's just somehow. I, I mean, arbitration's weird. It's yeah. like, uh, like it's I, don't, I don't know exactly how it all works. Right. I know that there's one year, and then it increases. The next year, they get more, and then Mookie Betts breaks the record, and all that yeah. bullshit. So I don't know if you know a lot about arbitration. I, so I know enough. And for like, those who don't know. Explain a little bit about how, so how with arbitration, arbitration like, and then even with like the super two stuff, unlike, unlike, uh, NBA <laughs> or NFL, like baseball is a business and it's also very legal and you can go as a player and a team to arbitration and basically see what like the league average is for your position or for a player under your control or with as many years under control as you have. And like all the teams do this. You want to avoid arbitration because, like, Dellen Batances in 2017, we'll we saw how that. ugly that That's got. You don't want a guy that the fans love, a player on your team that you need, going to arbitration, and then yeah. they're basically picking at every weakness that this guy has. Yeah. In an effort to pay him less. I mean, that's what they literally do. Like, I come, I'm Dellen Batances. I come with a number. I'm worth this much. Your Cashman representatives, whatever the fuck it is, and there's a third party arbitrator, yeah. whatever you want to call it, and then. I'm saying I'm worth this. You say you're worth that. And then I'm sitting here saying, like, 
yeah, my slider slides. I can I struck out this many people, whatever. And you're like, no, you actually yeah. fucked up in this way, this way, this way, this way, that way. Yeah, and he, then it's he, just like he how blew do you look it. At... He blew it in 2016 against the Dodgers, and they used that That's against just bad him. Timing. Yeah, <laughs> and I felt so bad for him. They they shitted on him, and luckily this year we avoided arbitration with everyone. Everybody. And then when you see some of the numbers, like Gary Sanchez is making five million. Where, like, See, if Gary was to test free agency, yeah. like, be on the free agency market right now as a catcher that's hitting 30 bombs, yeah. he's getting way more. Like, we um, were paying guys like Geo two mil. Um, we won arbitration this year. See, that, that's and, what confuses me, though. Like, guys, like, I know how arbitration works, and there's levels. Yeah, the it's like part, a, the, the amount of part. years of control. Um, First and then, arbitration, like, yeah. second test of arbitration, whatever the fuck it is. But, like, guys like Judge... Are getting eight and a half million, and to me, obviously, to everybody, that's a steal. But yeah. to him, obviously, like you said, if you were to test free agency, that's he's getting. But you can't because it's Major League Baseball, and there's business and there's legalities built in so that you can't. And the M NBA and, and NFL, these guys are literally forcing themselves off teams. They're forcing yeah. trades. They're forcing yeah. themselves to go get contract. You can't so, do that in baseball. And guys, judge, like, judges, judge was making the league minimum six seventy five. Okay. This is yeah. Judge. <laughs> but I think 000. I think that like we talked about that talked about it again a couple days ago. We were just like, we think it's a good sign though because there's mutual understanding between Cashman and Judge, yeah. and they're like, but my boy's about to get paid real soon. But yeah, you know, like for now, you know, take this and you know we'll, we'll yeah. get to you soon. You know, this what I mean? guy was rookie of the year, and now that we know how Tuve cheated, we know he should have been MVP. I'm gonna mark it in my book. We built yeah. we built the judges' chambers for this dude, which. Immediately, immediately. Or <laughs> this is preposterous. Built a, a section in the state. Of, yeah, section 104. There's the judges' chambers. Yeah, because we're trying there. to make baseball cool again. This guy's yeah. name is Judge. We're gonna put gavels and robes on people. They're gonna have white wigs, yeah. and they're it's gonna cool sit too, behind him and write. It's cool. Fucking deal with it, right? Like, so, like less fortunate. Like, when you talk thing. about using someone's likeness, literally, you're taking his family name and yeah. making him like a character. And he's making league minimum. This is Judge. He's got an Under Armour deal. Then he's yeah. got an Adidas deal. Yeah, he's, he's, he's making his he's got money a Pepsi elsewhere. Deal. He's making his money elsewhere. I'm happy that he's getting his eight, uh, eight point five yeah. mil now. We will have to pay him down the line. I hope that, you know. And I think this is actually something I had in my notes when you asked about um, bold prediction for who would be MVP. I hope that we see Judge regain that MVP form. Now he's got his money. Now that he knows he's not the only guy on the team, there's a yeah. bunch of guys in this lineup. We got the pitching. He stays Just go healthy, up there man. And play ball. Just he go stays up there healthy. Like you did when you were a rookie and swing and and, yeah. and hit 50 bombs. So yeah. I think with the arbitration too, like you said, I think there's a mutual understanding between like Judge to Cashman being like, "Yo, listen, I'm gonna take eight and a half million right now. I, this is me, baseball fan. Nothing. I don't know anything about arbitration to their extent." So I'm, I just see the, the Mookie 27 and his eight and a half, and they're very much close in the conversation, regardless of legality, anything else like that. But I'm seeing Judge talking to Cashman and the elephant in the room saying, listen, I'm going to take eight and a half right now, but you know I'm going to get taken care of down the line. And yeah. down the line is next year or the year after. Yep. And yeah. I think the fact that he accepted eight and a half is a fantastic sign for Cashman saying, listen, like we got it. Like we're yeah. the Yankees too. It's not my pockets, so they're right. gonna figure it out. But I think that's a good sign. Like, listen, like the fact that he accepted it means 
we're going to take care of you down the line. It's all good. He's a Yankee, wants to be a Yankee. We don't want no problems. We don't want no issues. <laughs> we're trying to win a ring, and everybody knows that. Let's, you know. Yeah, he's, he's going to do just fine, and he's going to be a Yankee forever. They don't build the judges' chambers and just get rid of a guy. No, you don't build the judges' chambers, have a life-size statue of this guy <laughs> in, the, in the clubhouse store. Uh, every kid wants a Judge 99 jersey. It's the Everybody. number one selling Yankee jersey. Like <laughs> Number one selling jersey overall right. for the last like four years. So you mentioned it too. Let's let's go into the bold predictions. Yeah. So if you had to pick a bold prediction for the year, this could be for the Yankees, could be for the league, what would yeah. it be? Um, I don't know. I wrote I wrote that like if I had to pick an MVP, it's going to be hashtag DJL MVP because DJ came in, was MVP his first year in the Bronx. Yeah. That just doesn't happen. Guys struggle their first year in the Bronx. Yeah. Guys take at least sure. a few months to adjust. We went and got the National League MVP in Giancarlo Stanton, and we saw that he came down to earth a little bit his first year in the Bronx, barely played his second year. Here's a, a bold prediction about him, but not that bold. Hashtag year 3G. Mm. We see him get back to a little I, bit I've of what we know that. he is. He's 30 years old. I think, I think he just turned 30, and it's going to hit him a little bit that, like, yo, I'm a grown man. Like, this is my the middle of my career, my playing time. I'm on Third the other side of 30 he's got, he's got a little chip, too, I think. Right. People yeah, are sleeping on me. Chip. He's got the a little chip on his shoulder. did this without me last year. I'm still yeah. one of the best Yankees players in the fans. league. Yankees fans. Right. Yankees fans sleeping on him. New York hates me. I've been booed so many times. I see what they talk about me in my comments on Instagram. Yeah. They rip him. He just put a picture up from like Bad Boys or whatever, like promoting the Bad Boys yeah. movie. And, and people were like, oh, what's this guy got boobs now? It's He's like, got pecs. He it's looks actually fun. One of the funnier things I've seen, Carabas, like, everybody knows who Carabas yeah. is. He commented on it. I thought it was really funny. He's like, what you going to do when we come for you? He said, throw a slider away. <laughs> <laughs> and that's because the conversation has gone on with like the Yankees cheating. <laughs> Hub said the other day, they're like, the Yankees weren't cheating. Have you seen Gary and. Yeah. Uh, Gary and uh, John Carlo with the Blake when someone throws a slider. There's no way they know that shit's coming. They I knew that in the, in the postseason. Um, or after the postseason, when the Astros shit came out, I was like, no way were the Yankees cheating. Did you see Edwin and Carcion in the postseason? He needed help. Yeah, he had no clue. Nobody was helping him. He was out there on his own. Yeah, Brian McCann hitting 350. Jeez. <laughs> That's but yeah, crazy. bold prediction for the Yankees. I think we win another 100 games. I think we win a division. I think we win the World Series. But I, I think none of that, that was bold either. No, I know. World Series is not bold. <laughs> I, I think we see guys like Miggy and Giancarlo lead this team, yeah. raise their level of play. I said I wanted it to be Judge a bold prediction where he returns MVP, MVP form, but I think we see some guys that we weren't necessarily thinking about last year or did it without last year. Like, this team is so deep. I think someone rises. Even, like, a Mike Ford might end up being a guy. Um, but here's my boldest prediction. 30 trips to the IL last year. I think we cut that in half. We don't go over 15 trips to the yo, IL. We stay healthy. Yo, do me a favor and knock on that floor right there. Just knock on that right there. I appreciate that. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> I, hated I hated it last like year. It. Watching the Yankee games were like watching – Car crashes or scary movies. Yeah. Every time someone gets hit by a Dude. pitch, I'm like, ah! And another yeah. guy down. The same thing. I think, and I honestly, I apologize for all of you guys because I think it's me yeah. because I'm an Eagles fan too because I didn't fuck with the Giants back in the day. I don't fuck with the Giants either. I'm a Dallas fan. Well, there you go. So <laughs> go Jets. I don't like you in another different way. Jets. Let's go back in the day. Long story short, I was like five years old, didn't have an allegiance to a team, <laughs> low color of the jersey. So I was like, yeah, whatever. And I'll they go with them. Do it. 
and they were good. Donovan McNabb and all that. We're not going to make this an Eagles podcast, but <laughs> I, I think it's me because this year, I mean, you saw the Eagles. Eagles, every single player is fucking injured in the same year that every Yankee is injured. So I'm going to apologize right now to every single person listening. Don't it's, don't bring that fault. evilness from yeah. Philly up to here, so bro. We're good. No, I and I mean. It's man, I had uh, I had the whole hashtag replace for twenty eight hashtag last year. I made some T shirts around it, and I had this whole thing going on Twitter because we had to rely on replacements. We did, yeah. And we were going for the twenty eight championship, having to replace Miguel Andujar, who was the MVP arguably the year before, John Carlos Stanton, who was the NL MVP two years before. Gary got hurt. Judge got hurt. Everybody. Every Everybody was dropping. And you I'm like, yo, it, it's not stopping this team. The next man up thing was like, it was all year. Whoever, yeah. it doesn't I wish, matter. I wish that we did win the World Series, obviously, for the reason of winning yeah. the World Series. But, like, we we had the story. It would have been we the had, greatest story. I kept saying it was going to be a 30 for 30 if we fucking would have been a, the won. greatest story. Yeah. Like, these guys just got it done. What I wish... Since like the World Series, I we didn't want any smoke with the Nationals. They were a team of destiny. As soon as Bryce Harper said, you know, we want to bring a championship back to DC, <laughs> like that's when that started. We didn't want any smoke with them. But what I wish is that Aaron Boone won Manager of the Year. That was crazy. so that he got Dude, he deserved that credit. man. Yeah. He deserved what, that. He's motivating those so guys every day. Yeah, these awards are dumb to me though. It's like, a different lineup you know, every single day. How many awards day. are dumb awards, to us as Yankees fans because don't... they're voted on by people that legit hate the Yankees. Right, and we have twenty-seven championships. They're not trying to give us any more hardware. Yeah, I mean, yeah. honestly, like with the cheating aside, well, everybody's yeah. talked about this too. Altuve's. Didn't match up with Judge in any category. Everybody's seen that stat of every single category, top to bottom, and Judge. Like the people, the writers just don't like the Yankees. He was a rookie, so they counted that against him. Yeah, literally that. Yeah, uh, he, yeah, he was, yeah he's well, he's going to win yeah. Rookie of the Year. He can't win. But now looking back, he was the MVP of that season, and he beat him in every category. Other than that, shit pisses me off. And dude. Who would you have like rather two, seen that year? Think of back to that year, stepping into the box. Obviously, we're biased, but anybody. You know what I told people this year? Bias. If it's fifty-eight, I hate that we stopped doing this at the stadium. When Judge used to come up to bat, it used to be all rise and everybody yeah. would get up out their yeah. seats. They now Judge comes up and it's just like, "Come on, Judge! Come don't, on, Judge! Yeah. Come on, Judge! Don't right? Don't get hit by a pitch. Like, yo, good. Have a good eye, Judge. Hopefully they don't throw a strike at his fucking ankles that goes for you know a strike and yeah. not a ball. It was like a different energy. I, I'm like, we got to get back to the all had the whole. Rise he, he had the uh, through late night. Come on, right after that, that was it was like, dude. <laughs> oh my god, that but was that so his cool. music. He's yeah, his music. Like this year, he had. Uh, where the fuck should I really even start the yeah. Drake song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that's not really a good walk-up song. Nah. Then he had um, DJ Pure too. Water. DJ he had the Migos. So I'm like, yeah. go back to the Travis Scott yeah. and Kid Cudi yeah. jam, bro. Yeah. And I'm also DJ like, Cudi was Cuddy, my favorite too. Yeah. So like that happened. I was like, I got so happy I'm every like, time. Judge gets it. He gets yeah, it. He, he gets knows it. that like he his gets fan it. base is also Cudi fan. Yeah. And then that all rise, we're all bopping in the stadium. Yeah. And then the weirdest thing about what we're going to talk about walk-up songs too, DJs. Well, there's two things that are weird to me. What is savage? Yo, he is ice in his face. I was so geeked up. I'm like, you guys don't know how to watch the game. I'm like, that's DJ LMVP. Hey, speed it up. But who would he ever even think? If you look at DJ LeMahieu and you guess his walk-up song, 
it's gonna be Elton John or something like that. It's LSU. Not be that. He's, yeah. he's, he's coming from the south. Yeah, that's fine. But that's why he's got that that uh, that gun. Got that track. swag. Yeah. Got that swag. Too. Yeah, and I love that about him because when you look at this dude, his hair is a mess. He's got no facial. <laughs> I called him the robot because he was automatic. I used to use just the robot <laughs> emoji. Robot. For, he is just a robot, just Lay programmed machine, to hit. And the machine, right? Just just play every position, hit every baseball. Ever. Make no expression. <laughs> Come out to gonna speed it up, and like yeah, that's like so the funny. little thing that throws yeah. you off about DJ LeMahieu. He comes insane. out to gonna speed it up. Yeah, I, I just laugh every time he comes out to that, and I hope it's. I hope he, I know I hope he does it, it again this year. this year. I hope he just stays. Just the same keeps the same shit. song the whole time. Another weird. This is a completely segment that we just created here, but like we'll, we'll talk about this going forward for the season. Like the weirdest. Walk, walk up songs. Oh yeah, I, I love plan. doing that. I love doing that. Man. Plan for hopefully with John Boy Damn. and the guys because I'm a former <laughs> DJ and like like I hate Brett Gardner's country song that he plays. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. he's it gonna do it. Anyway. He, he's he, he, doesn't, he doesn't know any better. He doesn't right, know any better. South Carolina. What else you expect him to do? But I'm like, yo, it kills the vibe in a stadium when you come yeah. up with that. Yeah, he's gonna do whatever he's gonna do though. Yeah. But another weird. It's like Geo's walk up song is the most like praise <laughs> Jesus. Like I'm like I, I'm not against Jesus, right? Like Geo, but like his the is, God. Yeah. He is like he is like the perfect most, child. Like, perfect <laughs> yeah. child. Like do you know his walk up song? Like what is it? Uh I don't know who sings no, it. I, I know it I'm when saying. I hear it. It's just yeah. like, it's, a, it's, it's yeah. a prayer. It's a prayer. Yeah, it's a nice melody to it that's it's 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 a clean song for all yeah. kids to hear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a perfect Gio child. God, he hit his yeah. God level this year with us. Um another question you had sent me for the podcast was if I think he comes down to earth a little bit, and I do. I think I that I think he put so the too. pinstripes on and there's power in pinstripes. We saw this guy put the bat to the glove everyone knew that he could pick it yeah. but we didn't know that he was going to hit for power we didn't know he was going to like hit clutch doubles when we needed him yeah um i think he comes down to earth a little bit and especially with the competition with miggy like miggy might humble him a little bit like I yo you got a guy that, with that already did this said, year before i think that is a full-blown competition there i think a lot of people are just writing off miggy i don't know if you guys answered again that was when i went to the bathroom but i i'm, I'm gonna take miggy in that in that dog fight and just because of pure talent, and I know that he can fix his defense. And Gio, I love fucking Gio. He's the best. He was amazing last year, and like the replace for 28, everything like we did last year. But the man as a career, I, I know that it could have been a breakout, and that is an entire argument in its own. He could have just broken out, and that's the player he is now. But Mickey came out. Guns blazing right away, and that's the and pure talent. And we knew talent. that about him. That's him. Two years before, yeah. we saw him in spring training, and yeah. like I said, in 2017, he came up for a game and in the White Sox series, and he's three for four. It's like yeah. we knew Miggy was Miggy. He's but got that. was that's a Cashman him. fine. Yeah. And I don't, 100%. 100%. I don't know if the Cash God steal <laughs> translates to multiple years to come. And no, I hope, it's and supposed I hope to it really just be like a one-trick pony type of thing, yeah. like, a, like a Cameron Maben was. Yeah. We get Cameron Maben for cash. He's robbing home runs. Is Cameron Maben stealing base. Like, probably not. He's probably going to go to the Marlins or something. And yeah, I don't know if he comes back. There. I don't think he comes back. with. A, I don't know what he's doing right now. He's chilling. Um, yeah, he doesn't have a team right now. But with that being said, I think that conversation, I think all my eggs are in Miggy's basket. Yeah. And I think that translates to the whole hater deal. Like, I'm not touching Miggy. Because of that whole thing, like like we all said before, we talked about it way before. What, let's transition into Clint because you had that in there as well. If we didn't make a move with Andahar, what does Clint mean to this team? Like, I don't think we're going to move Clint either, and I think they both have the same reason. 
the Yankees have plans for both of them in the future of this team to be on the team, not to the plan to trade them. And if you think, you think the rest of major league baseball isn't interested in, in Miggy and there's definitely people calling for them. Yeah. But right now they both be, they both be everyday stars and every different, every different team, every other team there, they're uh, They're everyday stars, maybe like two or three teams, depending on the position. Like obviously like Clint, he needs to work on his fielding. Miggy needs to work on his fielding. There are some, Clubs, not many, maybe a handful of clubs that have a better fielding and hitting third baseman or left fielder, right fielder, wherever um, wherever you think Clint's going to play. They are a part of the Yankees' future because of their bats yeah. and their young guys. Yeah, I mean Clint differs from me than from Andujar because Clint's but his attitude. Attitude, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I mean, Yankee. I'm over that. I'm so, I'm so, I'm so over that. I'm so attitude. over that. It's like, yo, the same attitude is what made you guys love him when he was wearing his Jordans on the field. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Let him play, man. Whatever he wants to do. I, you know? I am, I'm not def- like deterred by the attitude at all. I'm just saying, like, the dude looks lost in the outfield. And infield is, like, different in a way. Like, it's, a, it's bang, bang. Like, if you can't figure out the outfield, like, the way you – make a read as soon as you see the ball off the bat like that's a problem like yeah that's just an instinct sort of thing and he runs into the wall like it's his job no and I, he's I, had I multiple I concussions watch. <laughs> i watch and i'm like damn so like, if, if we're gonna talk I'm, about, I'm scared for him when the ball's going in his direction i'm like yeah uh so if you're more concerned about one person i think the defensively who are you more worried about clint clint for and sure that and um, the whole also because of the outfield not being like the outfield is one or two injuries away from needing him. Yeah. And from last year, we're going to need him. Like, just, I'm not going to say that, like, as if we're going to. No, we're like, going to need him. For injuries, but, like, we baseball don't know. is baseball. It's 162 We don't games. know when Hicks is coming back, right? So if it's Judge, Gardy, Talkman. Yeah. Talkman's a fucking star. But either way, that's lefty-righty. That's, that's lefty-righty right there. Talkman's the, the boy. Talkman, the That Sockman. might be one of my yeah. bold predictions, too. Talkman he, being the everyday hit, center fielder. That's another Cashman find. We, but we got him at the end of though. spring training because no one had faith in Tyler Wade really being yeah. a good outfielder. And then this guy hits his God level with us for a month last year where they're talking about who's the better Mikey T, Mike Trout or Mike Todd. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mike Ford was in the conversation too. Yeah, it's it's like, oh, another, another cash guy. It's like a where like, I don't know. These guys, yeah. we'll see this year. This is going to be a great year for yeah, us. I'm pumped, dude. Because we have guys that showed us some last year. We have guys that are coming back that we didn't see last year, and it's just going to be like I said, competition brings out the best yeah. in everyone. That's that why I'm so best. excited for third base because I think either way we're getting a better version of of, of whoever of whoever's there. Yeah, you know, it's not like they have the job, dude. That's exactly perfect. Yeah, because Geo, if Andujar was traded, let's say we got Hater or something, Geo's job is locked up. Like, and if we get a better version of either of them, oh my god, I am and then that's a the better best. version of the, of the 2017 yeah. and a better version of the 2018 I'm here for it. I'm, or 20, I'm 2018 so 2019 Geo. Yeah. Wow. And you know the beauty of it? The beauty of it is we might not even have to see who wins the job because it's the beauty of 162 games. Yeah. We've seen it ourselves, the shifts that go on. Like yeah. who moves from Stanton to left field, from DH to Ford and Voigt switching from the DH and I'm to sure as like the DJ moving to first to yeah, and I'm yeah. sure as like the year the year progresses and we get more stats on their you know percentages on X amount of pitchers you know lefty righty stuff they'll be swapping it out so and like you know again if they're I both healthy I, I'm, I ain't worried great. about nothing man yeah 
my manager won 100 games back-to-back years. Aaron Boone going to fill out that lineup 100%. and make sure that is right. And guys are going to play, and it's going to be yeah. like, yo, good good call, good move, put yeah. him in today. And he's going to find it best for guys. You know, the roster also has expanded. 26 guys yep. now. Yeah. It's one extra guy. that could, And that makes the way for maybe a guy like Tyra Wade or – Tyro Estrada. Estrada was somebody good. To, yeah, Estrada yeah. was good when I he mean, was that in. That dude took a bullet, so he's that, got some street code. Is that the one who took a bullet? Or is that street Florial? cred, rather. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> he took a bullet. Um, I, thought it was, I thought it was Florial. Oh, no, it was Estrada. No, I think it was Estrada. Uh, I don't know the exact Florial's story. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty sure he, like, yeah, he got su- shot. Su- he like, survived a gunshot. Yeah. And he played right. last year. So and then, yeah, he, he did play last year. He played well too. He, you know, he looks like a Stalin Castro type. I think they're planning baseman. on him backing up Glaber at short. I mean, depth um, is never, never a, a yeah. issue. I'm just saying, like, with all these conversations about, like, obviously we can sit here and predict who's going to win the battles, but at the end of the day, what is winning the battle? Because you get time in one way or another. That's why I asked the question on the podcast. I posted a picture or video of Miggy and Ella, uh, their highlights back and forth. I was saying who, and I'll ask the question to you guys. Who do you think contributes more to the team throughout next year, whether it be like just DH or playing third base, Gio or Miggy? I think it's Miggy um, because he will DH. And then I think in spring training, we will see him in left. We will see him at first. So that gives him four positions he yeah. could potentially play. Left, you think? Really? Yeah, I just listened to Jack Curry tell John Sterling on the – Instagram live for the Yes Network before they did the Yogi Berra hot stove episode that they should do that in spring training. And he's a freak athlete where if he shows us he can play left field, is he going to be worse than Clint? I mean, if, if they put a couple Clint, guys get hurt, like, <laughs> if they put Clint out there, right. okay, if a couple guys get hurt, who do you want in left? It. Fuck it, put Miggy out there. Before Clint. <laughs> Clint looks That's so lost. true. That's that, so that, fucking I, true. If we put Clint out there, we have the faith in him to go out in left field, then. I'm not. Whatever. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with I that. I mean, left field is tough at Yankee Stadium. Um, that's part of it too, man. Like, like I said, it's tough. I go to Yankee Stadium and I get choked up. I go to Yankee Stadium and I get nervous. These guys are playing in front of fifty thousand people. Yeah. yeah. It's not like playing in Tampa. It's not like playing, in, you know, on the road in Cleveland. Uh, yeah. It's hard. And these guys got to. They got to rep and they got to drill and they got to get used to it. Like Clint is a head case, bro. Yeah. Once he gets out of his own head, he'll be fine. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Nolan, what's your bold prediction? Yeah, sorry, say that again. I have a lot of words over there. Yeah, what's your bold prediction? Distracted for the year. Yeah, distracted. (laughs) If you had Um, one prediction to make for the year, who would it be? And make it bold, um, not like stand hit home run or that. (laughs) I I think I think Miggy hits thirty five. I think that, that. and I also think I also think DJ might win a batting title. Yeah, is that bold? bold? He, How he many hit, did he hit? Like that. He hit the exact amount. Uh, I think that's pretty bold. 35 right. coming back off a year where he didn't play I'll take, all. I'll take that for bold. Um, who's yours? You go first. Yeah, because I think we're probably wrapping up soon. But, like, um, I think my bold is – I'm going to go a pitching pitching rotation um, route because I think that with Cole, obviously, Seve coming back, hopefully he's healthy – Tanaka being the consistent rock that we always need. I really, really want, and this is my bold. I don't know if it's that bold, but Paxton coming in, lights out, hot, consistent, being a reliable starter throughout the entire year. 
and not being as streaky as he was last year. I like it. My bold prediction is, and you can probably tell by what I've been saying all podcasts, but my bold prediction would be Miguel Andujar having a silver slugger year. And that, yeah, that's that. That's bold. I think everybody, everybody's off Miguel Andujar. I am fully on Miguel Andujar. No homo. I think he's gonna do. I think he's gonna do amazing. And Silver Slugger is my pick at third base. He's gonna win. That answers the question for Gio. Gio's job too. So that's it. And that's all from us. We've been talking for a long time. I didn't even realize that it's yeah. been so long. But that was a good time though. I appreciate you coming on. It was, uh, it was a good time. Yeah, man. Uh, appreciate. I, I love this shit. And obviously, you guys are real Yankee fans. You guys can talk it like I can talk it. Um, can't wait to see you guys at the stadium, Billy's. Yeah. I'll bring you through the bodega. Open day, man. We're out. Open have me day. back on, man. Have me back on, man. I'll pull For up. Sure. Now I know where you guys are at. Um, as we get into the season, different topics and different storylines will come up. And if you yeah. think of a good one for me, bring me back on and I'll come right back. I mean, um, if we could talk for two hours with absolutely no fucking topics. <laughs> it's it's dead, dead of winter right now. If we could talk for two hours like this, I'm sure we could figure something out during yeah. the season. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. That's going to do it from us. Thanks for listening. If you made it this far, you are the real ones. Yeah. Uh, Make sure to follow Keith on all social platforms. Make sure to follow us and uh, connect and let's uh, kick it next season. That's it. Let's go, Yanks. Let's go, Yanks. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for listening to the 161 pod. Make sure you check us out on iTunes and Spotify and subscribe so you can get all new episodes the second they come out. And if you fuck with us, it'd be huge if you can give us a five-star rating on iTunes. It really means a lot to us and makes us want to make more episodes. We're on Instagram and Twitter at the 161 pod, and each episode is also uploaded to YouTube at 161st Street Podcast. If you want to see us fuck around and bullshit during the pod, that's the place to be. Go Yankees! Sign the city with a sign on set. And every day you know that we ride through the back streets of a black Corvette. Maybe you know I just wanna leave. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.